extra video feed, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was muting it for a while. Hello, everybody. We're live. Daniel Jones, a crypto developer, actually writes blockchain stuff. And me, Richard Hart, man with a colorful shirt. How's it going, Daniel? Uh, it's going good. How are you? Doing all right. So uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I thought we were going to talk about Hex. Okay. And, uh, after, unlike the last time when uh, when crypto gave me about a 30-minute heads up, this time I, and holidays <laughs> were over, I actually had time to, nice. to look over. But because before then, I had never heard of, I mean, I had seen Hex on Twitter, but I had never looked into anything uh, because, I mean, if you look at Twitter, there's a new ICO or a new project yeah, every hour track. on the hour. You yeah. can't keep track. I know. There's too much going on. And, and so, like, uh, you know, we talked, and, you know, on that stream, I had asked you if you wanted to do a follow-up where I sure. had some time to actually look over, you know, a little bit of what Hex yeah. was doing. And and so I've had that opportunity so you read to the go code. over some stuff. Yes, I did. I looked over your Solidity contracts. uh Looked over a few things, and I, I mean, there are some questions I have about that, sure. and, and we're going to go over that. But yep. uh, you know, as far as the audits and things, I mean, uh, your contract is a contract. I looked over if there was any known bugs or anything that was glaring, but I didn't see anything known that You're would be gonna. problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also very few of them that have known bones besides Dowell and a few other things. But um, the biggest question I had in regards to the contract would be uh, the zombie whale function that I found. And and so like- Good, good branding, what? <laughs> Funny uh, name, but go ahead. But the reason why I was asking about it is because uh, what I saw in that is, is why is that function there? Why is that function needed? I don't know what you mean. Are you talking about the origin address or the flush address or the silly whale penalty or which, which thing well, are you talking well, about? Well, you're quoting, you're quoting a term that I recognize from FUD that was written. So is well, this, actually, is this no, you? I, I, no, this is, this is me. I looked it okay. up. I just could only figure, I could only determine that it being a zombie function and the whale penalty and everything were associated with it. And so what I looked up and what is a itself, zombie function? I don't understand. What well, you a zombie mean. function is something that would be executing regardless of any interaction with that doesn't make any, any sense. There is no automatic That's in blockchain. Someone has to pay well, the, the fees to do I, the computation every time. So there's no automatic. You're right. So basically what I'm referring to is the flush function yes. and then the whale penalty. Sure. And I was referring to those things as together because that is what another person who has nothing to do with yeah, that, who is an outsider. Guy. Sure. It's okay. No, no. I can just, well, I can no, just no, address no. the Fed. I know it already. It's fine. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me rephrase. Let me finish what I'm sure. saying here. This person has nothing to do with anything with any of the FUD related hacks and actually doesn't give a shit about any of the contracts or anything. I asked right. him how would he would describe it and he gave me two words. I put them together mm -hmm. or actually gave me four words and I threw them together as far as a bulletin point and I apologize for misquoting okay. that. Now, as far as FUD, I don't get involved in the hex FUD. Any of that <laughs> stuff is outside and beyond me because I care about this much about it yeah. because I have nothing to lose to it. Sure. I'm here having a discussion with you about mm -hmm. what's going on in yes. relation to Hex, right. and that's it. So the, I'm not here to, to draw a FUD. I'm not here to do any of yeah. that stuff. I'm here to it's have very, a conversation with you about it. It's very easy to understand what the contract does because there's a yes. layman's guide that describes all of the functions Correct. of the contract. So if you go to the if you go to Hex.win website, <clears throat> you click on the main menu bar, uh, I think like the third or fourth link, 
is uh, mm-hmm. tech specs. If you click tech specs, right there on that page is the link to Kyle's guide. Um, Just okay. I see. The it used to be switch, it right? used to I be don't... a main it used to be a main link in the menu bar. Now it's a sublink of the tech specs page. <clears throat> yeah, I see it now. And it just like takes I you said, to. It takes you to a summary of what all the functions are and what they do and how they do it. And it's like, it's the closest thing we have to documentation. So the comments in the code and that, and that particular page explain everything. So simply the only two special addresses other than the contract address. So you've got the main contract address and then inside that code, which you can read, which is verified on etherscan.io. So if you go to etherscan.io and you paste the contract address in there, which is like zero X two B I think. Um, yes. And then I think it ends in 59. Uh, you can click, uh, the contract and then you can click, uh, code and then you can click read and it'll show you the verified code that you know is the actual text that gets compiled into the byte code that goes under the Ethereum blockchain. That is the code that people are running. So that's, so then, you know, that's the code that's really there. And then in that code, there's only two addresses that exist. One is called the origin address. One is called the flush address. The flush address is an address that uh, receives Ethereum from the contract. Anytime someone runs the flush function and I've seen videos on YouTube of people running it for fun. So if there's a few hundred ETH in the contract, they can run, they can go on Etherscan and drop down. They can go to the right contract uh, tab and, Go, drop down to flush function and, you know, press submit and, you know, pay their penny of Ethereum fees. And then it'll transfer the, uh, the Ethereum out of the contract into the flush address. So this would be, <clears throat> I guess this would be very similar to what EOS did where they had a crowd sale and it ran for 350 periods, which is roughly a year. Yep. And, uh, people would send Ethereum in and that would give them the, uh, the ability to get ERC 20 out, which at the time was called EOS ERC 20s. And then they yes. eventually had a main net where you could take your EOS ERC 20s and then swap them for main net EOS tokens. <clears throat> TRX also launched on ERC 20 and went to main net. BNB launched on ERC 20 and went to main net. Um, Many ERC 20s did that. I sure. mean, that's a common practice. Works great. Yeah. Yeah. No one's had any problems with it. It's like billions. And why is there something in my eye here? What the hell? irritating um, um, I'm sure on that one. <laughs> so <clears throat> so when people uh, send ethereum to the contract using the join lobby function they then can mint their own hex and Correct. if they if they don't do that the only other way that they can mint their own hex is by claiming for free as a Bitcoin holder or by referring people but it's a little bit different because they're not really minting their own hex the referred person is minting hex and then paying them to the refer. So it's a little tiny bit different. So you can mint your own hex by using the AA system, which mm-hmm. in the end results in some Ethereum in the flush address. If someone runs the flush function, uh, or you can do it by free claiming by BTC, or you can be a refer. Those are the three primary ways uh, that you can mint or be very close to minting uh, your own hex. So you ask, yes, so, so what is the, what is the usefulness of that address being there? If that address wasn't there, hex wouldn't exist. Yeah, correct. So you have to have a, yeah, you have to have a, an address to, <clears throat> right. to have an and, origin. You have to have something that has some value to it. And you also need 
some way of being able to to put some value against it because you can't well you when you have a new currency you have to choose how you're going to distribute it and Correct. the way that the way that bitcoin distributed its new currency was that it just gave it out to people who in the beginning would double click an exe on their windows computer because that was the only executable that existed at the time and it just mined on cpu and then the cpu guys well, there was unix versions as well as that have been they came out later cross- came out later the, the first i know that yeah so you know originally it was windows users with cpus and then they got Correct. the shaft and they had to go away and it was just gpu people and then they got the shaft and they had to go away and then it was now it's just, just ASIC people yes. and so bitcoin literally only distributes its coins to miners forever period and it Correct. used to be cpu guys on windows used to be cpu guys on linux and windows then it used to be just gpu now it's just asic and so every new cryptocurrency faces the same issue of how are we going to distribute our currency and hex yes, does it. circulation and distribution are important for the economic system yeah, for no, dealing with currency if you're, in if you're the only person with a fax machine fax machines aren't useful if you're the only person Correct. with an email address email addresses aren't useful it's metcalf's law so the what hex does is it it doesn't want to reward miners we want miners to get paid less not more so we don't pay them inflation so bitcoin pays miners inflation they sell it on the market to push the BTC price down to pay to pollute. That's, that's a security model. It's a requirement, but it's not pretty. It's, it's built on waste, and that's, that's its design model. If it wasn't wasteful, it wouldn't work. It has to be wasteful well, yeah. in order to work. Well, yeah, because the goal was is to compensate for dealing with people throwing more and more money at the actual idea of mining, and part of the, the plan for the difficulty and everything else was to make the waste for being able to win a block and get the rewards because obviously somebody with more money could dump bigger machines, dump bigger ASICs, everything like that, and then thus win. And the goal was to create a difficulty curve so that you would circumvent that. Well, but again, it's, that's, it's security theater though because all of yes. the problems blockchains have are code problems. So XLM had an inflation bug. Monero had an mm-hmm. inflation bug. All the Bitcoin codes had an inflation bug. Bitcoins had two inflation bugs. We have inflation bugs coming out of our ass all over crypto. And it's, it just means anyone can mint as many free coins as they want, literally. It's the worst. It's basically the worst bug you can have next to rewriting history. Um, well, yeah, but that's also been done, too, when you start talking about BTC and other chains. So, Yeah. So um, if, you, if you want, so like paying miners security theater used to be more valuable when anyone could become an attacker when any botnet that had a bunch of cpus could attack it was useful to pay the miners to to not to prevent the botnets from doing that but now that the only people that can attack are the same people that you're already paying it's a protection racket so sha256 asic mining it is a protection racket now and there's not really an artful or clean way to get out of it because if you proof of work change now more people can attack you and if you, uh, so like I personally, I think GPU mining is great because gaming enthusiasts have GPUs. They have a wide distribution. They have low margins. They're not all centralized in a single country. You know, there's a lot of GPUs in the United States, not saying that they're made everywhere, there, but at least they're retailed there and distributed there and probably yeah, there's more GPUs there than everywhere. The world. Right. And so it's, it's easier to get a GPU to mine and be part of the consensus layer of a network than it is to get an ASIC. ASICs are more expensive yeah. and they're more restricted. And, and I believe that that, I mean, there's a reason that 65% of Bitcoin mining is in China and that's not good for Bitcoin. 
Um, no, of course, because then you can rewrite network <laughs> policies and stuff. But I will, sure. I, I will say this much. I agree with you on the GPU mining because GPU mining allows for further distribution of the mining uh, hash rate. It also allows anyone to be a fair participant in the yep. sense that, you know, all you need is a GPU, some power source, not to mention the power requirements for a GPU are far less than what an ASIC is. And yep. so, you know, we, we see eye to eye on that part. Yep. I, I 100% agree that GPU mining is far better than, than the current state with yep. the ASIC mining. And it it was terrible to see the ASICs come in too because, you know, if you, as you know, you were around it. It, it didn't do anything good. Nothing's yeah. gotten better. Like if the network's not better for sure. Um, so then, so that's the flush uh, address. If the flush address didn't exist, hacks wouldn't exist. It's really that simple. Um, yeah. pe people don't realize that every single new coin that comes into existence advantages those that get in first. So Satoshi's got a million Bitcoin. How did he get those? We'll tell oh, you how he got supposedly. them. He stealth mined it by, by mining the shit out of it before it was popular. Now, what could he have done? He could have mined those coins, waited till it was popular, and then sent them to a burn address. But he didn't do well, that. So, yeah, but there was also an issue with that. So, so like, to keep in mind, in 2009, like when I got involved, uh, the perception of what Bitcoin represented was totally different than what it would later become, like today, right? Like in 2009, it was this, you know, hey, handful of hackers, handful of other people that were mining or participating in the network. And very few people would even care that you talked about it, right? Because it, it was worthless. You know, there was no value. They saw no no intrinsic value. They saw no idealistic value in what Bitcoin represented. And literally that would change. And, you know, I talked about this recently on, on our hash rate, which was it would be after Russ Albright's arrest that you start seeing more of these people getting involved that are marketing and evangelists where the perception changes of what Bitcoin was and what Bitcoin represented. And, and so like, yeah, Satoshi was mining early. There were other miners too, though. He wasn't the only one. Well, and, if you and, believe, if you believe that people should be rewarded for their efforts, and if you believe in incentivizing people to create new cool shit, then it is very useful to reward people for inventing new cool shit. And so if you like capitalism and you like invention and you believe in meritocracy, then it seems very reasonable that people that take the most risk when something doesn't have value or invent something where it didn't exist should be rewarded for that. Well, yeah, because... of course. I mean, the risk versus reward. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> like when I got involved with Bitcoin, many people, you know, even to this day, didn't realize block reward was 50 Bitcoin. Everybody who was mining before the first happening, that's what you got. Yep. Like you hit a block and you were solo mining. There was no pool mining. Yep. There was none of the... The yep. constructs that these people know today. And I don't so, even remember paying for, fees. Like I, I believe fees were optional when I first got in. I don't. I don't think yeah. you had to pay fees. You're, do you remember when you could boot up uh, and send through IP? You could also bootstrap. I didn't get that IRC. early. I, mean, I didn't get yeah, in that yeah, early. They had addresses <laughs> when I got in, so I, I got in. Yeah, I got in before HD wallets, but after sending the IP. <laughs> I mean, you you could do all kinds of stuff. You could also send IRC and various other things. I mean, again. <laughs> In the early days, it, you know, a lot of people had this idea that Bitcoin's an immaculate conception, but it really wasn't. It's, no. a, it's a hodgepodge of duct tape solutions. It's still duct tape. Ideas. Yeah, it's still. Well, yeah, of course. Like, you know, why did they switch from uh, Berkeley DB to Level DB? Because Berkeley DB wasn't working out for them, right? Like, why did they. Like, they're still using QT for their GUI, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if one day they transition to something else, you know? Um, it's an open source project where anyone that is uh, able to write good code can make suggestions and commits and pull requests and hope that they get, you know, integrated. 
but yeah, of course, and hope that the tribe allows it to be committed to the which is hard. The, uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard because it's, it's, nobody wants your shit in there. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess somebody does because there is like their their last update had a lot of updates to a lot of little things with a lot of contributors. So, I guess somebody's code is getting in there, but it's just hard. Well, it also <laughs> takes time because one of the biggest issues in a distributed network is getting people to update. Right? Like, there are yeah. <laughs> still very old yep. versions of Bitcoin yep. that are floating around. Yeah, there's and, there's unpatched know, code all over the place, for sure. Yeah, of the, course. The, the, ones, the ones that matter most, they're miners. As long as the miners yeah. are only mining good good blocks, then things are pretty okay. But if, well, if the miners start mining things badly, then it's bad. Yeah, but then there's also, you know, the notion now, like, it's even harder for, for people doing solo mining, even in, in large, you know, large farms, because... You know, there's so much mining uh, hash rate that's tied to a pool, and then there's all these network policies and rules that set into effect about that. And, uh, you know, people are trying to submit fake blocks all the time. And a lot of people don't even understand what that is. You're talking about where you where you basically rob the pool? So yeah, you show a yeah. bunch of hash rate to the pool, and then once you actually find a good block, you keep it to yourself? Correct. Yeah. yeah people don't They've got countermeasures against does. it, but, yeah, it does. It was a thing, at least. It may still be a thing on some pools, but I think... I think the pool. I think all of them are updated that. now, but yeah. so so going back to now we're talking about Satoshi and stuff like that. So well, I want to uh, I want to clear out the zombie thing. So we have okay, a cool. we have a flush address which gets the ETH. Yes. Okay. And then you, you have like the hex to exist. Address. Okay, that's the deal. And there's yeah. also an origin address. Okay, so how does the origin address work? The origin address gets a copy of bonuses. All right, so what's a bonus? Yeah. You get in the first day, you get a twenty percent speed bonus. You get referred, you get a 10% be referred bonus. You refer somebody else, you get a 20% bonus. If you, uh, that might be all the bonuses, actually. Let me think. Speed, refer, which is referee and referrer. And then mm -hmm. we are all Satoshi. So when you, at the, uh, at the end of the at day 353, when all the unclaimed coins are given to the stakers by their shares, that's a bonus. So what isn't bonus is, is your base claim, which is 10,000 hex per Bitcoin. That's not a bonus. Origin doesn't get any of that. And your interest. If you lock up your coins and you make some interest, Origin doesn't get any of that. So on your stake, Origin doesn't get any interest. And on your base claim, Origin doesn't get anything. And then because all so of those I bonuses disappear at the end of the year, it also mm -hmm. stops getting those at the end of the year. And the only thing that's so left... So I have a question. Sure. Uh, the question I had was, can the Origin address do any staking? If and it wants to, also, sure, but it's never done it yet. Okay, I, I was just curious. And then also mm -hmm. the flush addresses are also able to stake as well, correct? Well, they don't. you can only stake hacks, and they only get ETH, so they wouldn't have anything oh. to stake. Oh, okay. I was just yeah, so the flush, I the flush address gets the ETH, and you can't stake ETH in hacks. Yeah. And well, the origin address yeah. gets the hacks, and then you can. it could stake the hacks if it wanted to, um, but so far it hasn't. It's just okay, sent to so other addresses, you... and those other addresses have staked. So. so on the whale penalty, can you can you kind of describe that? And then after that, I would like to talk more about the we are all Satoshi bonus because sure. that was something I didn't quite understand, and I would right. like you to kind of walk it through and, and answer some questions if I have any about that, yep. as, as some of it was kind of sure. unclear. And then there was some fud, and I didn't want to read the fud, and I wanted it's to okay. make sure that I came in here. I don't mind all the bias. fud. Like, well, no, no, no. Actually, everyone's fud boils down bias. to three things. One, they're not happy that someone got rich. So whoever has the keys to the flush address has like $7 million. That makes them angry because they're socialist and they're looking at someone else's wallet and it's making them very angry because they're poor and someone else is not poor. 
Okay. Yes, so I understand that if part. You're <laughs> by, if you're bothered by someone getting wealthy, okay, no. I guess Hex is going to bother you. If, uh, if you're bothered by a single entity having a large percentage of the supply, okay, well, Hex is going to bother you. As would XLM, which went from nowhere to top 10. As would most of the other coins in the top 10, including Bitcoin, where 42% of the coins are controlled by less than 2,000 addresses. All cryptos in the top 10 are centralized as fuck in reality. In the, in their ownership well, yeah, structure. for distribution and circulation of the, the currency, you're 100% right. And some of them have complete centralization control over who can distribute and send and permission. To well, the, I mean, so there's two types of... So decentralization is very useful on the network side for censorship resistance, but it is not as useful in the ownership structure side. So if you had centralized ownership, but a decentralized network, the centralized ownership wouldn't be able to affect the network. So like just because just because Satoshi has a shitload of coins, like he's got a million Bitcoin. There's only eighteen well, million. He's got a million. Supposedly. Well, well, I'm just throwing that number out there. I'm gonna call it. I, that I, I know, but 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 again, we talked. All right, about plus token. Plus token bad. has got one uh, percent of all the Bitcoin, right? Winklevi have got a percent. Fucking Draper's got a percent. Uh, we could go through all the people that have a percent of the coins, and then if you just add them up as a class, let's call it five percent. They couldn't affect mining. Only miners Correct. can affect mining or developers to some degree and exchanges to some degree, users to some degree. They're all, it's a reflexive system. They're, they all kind of influence each other. But, but my point is that people confuse centralization on the networking side with the, the, the threat and risk of that. And then they confuse that centralization with ownership risk, like having a whale, that they're not the yeah. same. Like they're just, they're two different types of centralization. What matters is what the whale does. Like do you, if, if okay, let's let's for fun let's play a game and pretend that Bitcoin had no whales. That shit drops eighty five percent every three years. So how is Correct. the no whales working out? A bunch of plebs selling hard as fuck has the same effect as a whale selling hard as fuck. Correct. So it doesn't it because doesn't the matter. Number of like, people, the order book doesn't the care. Of yeah, like the order book doesn't give a shit whether a thousand plebs press sell or one whale presses sell. And I tend to trust the whale to have a longer time horizon for investment than the plebs who want to buy Lambos and shit, right? Well, yeah, because the plebs are also not, they're also not <clears throat> taking risks because for them, they're looking at it as, oh, I'm going to stack some sats on a Saturday by buying some shit with Lolly. They're not actually people who are taking real money and buying into something that they're using it as an investment asset, right? Well, they're not, they're they not like, calling up their investment banker friends and getting added to a platform. They're not buying a media campaign. They're not de hiring developers. They're not, they're not, they just bought a bag and they want the price to go up and they think that because they bought a bag now that they're the most important thing in the world. And you're like, uh, <laughs> you know, if all you did was buy the bag, you're not even as good as a YouTuber. Like, come on, fucking start talking, get on, get on YouTube, get on, get, get some followers or something like, cause yeah, people yeah, don't I mean, realize I... once you bought your bag, you're useless. You can't push the price up anymore. You already bought in. Well, you're useless when you're talking about trying to increase price or yes. further. Right. Yeah. Increasing the value of your investment on that side. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. right. So now the people that matter, the people me, that aren't all in yet for, for price. Keep in mind, Richard, for me, uh, I, I never got involved with any of the stuff for anything to do with like financial gains because in the beginning there was none. Right. right. Like for me, this is purely about technical aspects and, and utilizing cryptography and utilizing these tools to do things that that contest, you know, the, the standard norm. And literally, I'm all about the, you know, anti-government issue monetary system and, and the way that individuals can transact to each other. 
That, I like that some of that. Water. I like some yeah. of that, but I don't like. <laughs> so, I, I love personal sovereignty. I love yes. anonymity. I love privacy. Yes. I love people being able to be their true selves by having a shield of, of not having to like lie publicly to hold your job. You know. Yeah. Um, so I like that stuff. I don't like the idea that people advertise Bitcoin as this social change when the bankers no. own more than the plebs. And so when the plebs get together and yell, we're going to change the world, and then Tim Draper owns more Bitcoin than they do, you're just like, guys, this is not a socialist fucking movement. It's a technology. It doesn't solve politics. You're not going to redistribute wealth using this. The rich guys already no. own more than you. I was rich yeah, when I no, got 100%. in. Roger was rich when he got in. Fucking like all the guys that have a lot of coins were rich when they got in. There's there's only a few guys that were poor when they got in and got a lot of coins. And it's just if you want to change the social distribution of wealth, Bitcoin won't do it. It just won't. Bitcoin can't do it because it's it literally is implied in the way that it works that it will not redistribute wealth. No, it the, will yeah. not change anything that people think it does. Trust me, I'm an anti-maximalist movement. All this stuff, like I get mm. persecuted a lot on Twitter about it because. Uh, Bitcoin doesn't fix shit. The only thing Bitcoin fixes is my ability to send money to someone in a country that maybe I can't convert U.S. dollar to or some other form of currency to because nobody in the world wants to buy their currency, right? It allows me to send money to someone without asking permission, and that's really all it ever actually solves. Outside of that, anything else, including this autistry and economics bullshit, everything else, it's just something that people wanted to put a branding on to try to get followers and pamp their bags. I mean, that's the honesty about it. I wonder. I wonder why my uh, somebody pointed sorry, out in I lost chat. There. Somebody pointed out in yeah, chat yeah, yeah. that. Oh, sorry. Uh, somebody pointed out in chat that there's a red recording icon over your face, but I can't get rid of it. It won't oh, go okay. away. Let me. Uh, let me see Do if I there's something I can press. Here? No, you're fine. This is on uh, this is on my end. Let me see if I can fix it. I'll try starting the call over. That's risky. I might just leave that red thing there, man. I mean, I, is this better right here? Is it just do I need to change position in my camera? Because I can do no, that. No, this is on my end. All right. Oh, okay. We'll just. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We just have a red dot on there. It'll be fine, man. Yeah, because the risk is that I hang up and then the call doesn't. Oh wait, it fixed. It's a miracle. Okay. Okay. Uh, I hope chat's happy now. I'm not even watching chat right yeah. now. I have, so uh, it's yeah, it's too hard. So like, I I think that peer-to-peer -peer commerce and digitization and removal of counterparties and getting rid of middlemen that's that's the stuff that's amazing in crypto. And I th so much of what people care about in crypto is theater. So yes. does does XRP work? Yes. Has anyone lost any money transacting in XRP? No. Does everyone hate XRP? Yes. Is that reasonable? Probably not. Does BCH work? Yes. Does Bitcoin yeah. work? Yes. Does Monero work? Yes. Does Ethereum work? Yes. They all of these things work pretty well. There's just these little differences in design trade-offs that rarely are problems, and it's like, what's the big deal? Like XRP works, they they all work, well, right? <clears throat> so so for myself, the only problem I really have with XRP, and I'll just be blunt with you, is their marketing campaign of saying that they're decentralized, no central control, blah blah blah. Meanwhile, they can move stuff from the escrow wallet and dump it on all the people. Um, I have an issue with the nomenclature that they use to describe it. That's my biggest beef. Uh, outside of that, 
I could care less because honestly, it's just like a, just like any like nation state, for example, right? There's not going to be a unified currency. There's not going to be a unified world. There's not going to be any of this. And anyone who thinks there is, is pretty naive to believe so because for centuries, we haven't all been able to get along. You think that's going to work the same on monetary because some dude created Bitcoin? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. not going to change. No, you're still going to have conflict. Yeah, yeah people are going to hate each other. That's just the yeah. way the world works. So, it, it, so going back to what we were talking about, and I don't want to get too far off on that tangent. And, sure. and what I wanted to go back to was the whale penalty. And then, and sure. then like like I said, going back to the to the we are all Satoshi bonus thing, because that was something sure. I really wasn't yeah, clear so the on. Whale, the whale penalty just, we're not getting rid of whales. We reward hex whales. We punish Bitcoin whales. So we're killing gotcha. old whales to create new ones. So if you were if you're a Bitcoin holder and you didn't split your wallet up, into wallets smaller than a thousand before the snapshot, then you get your stack reduced by half. And if you had up to 10,000 coins, you get your stack reduced by three quarter. Now I think the largest Bitcoin claim that occurred was about 2,500 Bitcoin, 2,400. And so that guy got his stack cut in half, at least, uh, because it was over a thousand, a thousand or more. Uh, now why? Because if you believed in the project and it was you were there for the year and a half that we were chatting about it, well, then you knew that you could have split your wallet up. Now, I was able to detect through some research that a guy with over 12,000 coins, which is about $80 million, he was smart whale, and he split his wallets up under 1,000 each and claimed mm -hmm. with 12 under 1,000s. Um, pretty neat. You know, that guy was a smart whale. He didn't get penalized. That other guy was a stupid whale or a silly whale. He got penalized. And so it's really, it's, it's a test of your commitment to the project. If you were committed to the project, then you should have split your, your wallets up. If you're not committed to the project and you're just now tagging along at the very end after everything's launched and awesome and you've heard about it and everything's going good, now you're going to get penalized for that. You showed up late. You shouldn't get the same reward as the other guys that were here before you that are probably the reason that you got to hear about it in the first place. So it's a meritocracy. We're trying to align incentives. Now, if you're a hex whale, you actually get a bonus. So we've got something called Bigger Pays Better. It's to simulate what they do with jumbo CDs in the real world, where you get about 10% more interest if you have $100,000 in a CD. Now, because uh, we don't have any Oracle to tell us what the real value is, we couldn't perfectly emulate it. So we just instead chose uh, 150 million hex is the max out that if you have 150 million hex in your stake, then you will get a 10% uh, bonus shares. Okay. And then that's it. So it just stays a maximum of 10% which is very little, very, very little, compared to how much bonus shares you get for a longer stake. So if you just stake your coins for a year, you get 20% more shares. If you stake your coins at 150 million, you only get 10% more shares. If you stake your coins for 10 years, you can get 300% the shares, which is a 200% well, bonus. I wanna I want to say one thing about the 10 year thing. Like, like I'll sure. be honest with you. I haven't been involved with Bitcoin for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I personally myself, I don't care what anyone else is saying. I'm not for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would stake something back that far just because 10 years in crypto is a long fucking time. And, and you, you know this too. They did it. Yeah. It's funny. Well, like, you could see the chart. We have a chart of future expiring stakes. You can see it on several different websites. One of them is called hexstat.com, which is my favorite of them. Oh, We've also got hex.vision, hex-info.com, uh, we've got tons and tons of data websites out there that the community has set up to analyze. And, and some of them are even faster than the real, like, you know, most common client. 
So at the end of the day, at 7 p.m. EST, when everyone's watching the adoption amplifier, seeing how much is coming in, because people like to pile in in the last few minutes, it's actually faster updating on hexstat.com than it is in go.hex.win. Okay. Because go to I mean, like I said, that was just talking about for myself. I, yeah. I, I understand you have people who have. I looked at that. I, I already saw that. I was just it's awesome. for myself. It's super cool. When you're talking about risk, when you're talking about risk assessment and investing and things like that, I in this space do not look for ten-year investments on just cryptocurrency in general. The, just the average, the evolution. I, of technology. I think the average stake length. I can give you the median and I can give you the average because they're both on hexstat.com. Um, so you guys in chat, you can go to hexstat.com, H-E-X-S-T-A-T.com. And uh, you can see the, let's take a look here. So I'll pull it up too, one second. The median length of a stake is 565 days. And the average weighted length is 1,000 days. So that's pretty long you you know yeah and then if you look at the I, I, uh, it's you wouldn't you wouldn't the funny thing about hex is i can't predict how long people will stake but now i know because we have charts for it i can't predict how much people will put in aa but now we know because we have charts for it you know i can't like i still can't predict but i can tell you what they did for the first month right and of course it's just it's so neat to see how people value the time value of money and you know, like what's the ratio. So, we're, so you can get hex from the adoption amplifier and get those bonuses for, you know, being referred or being a referrer, or you can get hex from Uniswap and you know, Uniswap also lets you go the other direction where you could sell your hex and transform into ETH instantly with no signups, no ML, no KYC, no order book. It's an automated market maker where everybody trades on the same chart where X times Y equals K, which is like, it's amazing. Like Uniswap is so cool. It's, if you, do you know what, what Uniswap is? I get explain uh, it to you. It's I fucking amazing. I haven't used Uniswap because I haven't done much as far as ICOs and ETH in, in general. The, like I said, I, I don't get involved in the investment. I got to tell you about, I got to tell you about cryptocurrency. I have to tell you about Uniswap. It's fucking amazing. So imagine, imagine in Bitcoin, if there was a Bitcoin foundation there and that be, Bitcoin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there used to be. And I, you know, I know. Uh, and now imagine that foundation had a grant program and imagine it had a grant for creating a distributed exchange on chain with no signups, no AML, no KYC, no order book, no, no market makers, none of that shit. It's just mm -hmm. automatic instant. And then imagine it actually got built. Someone took the grant and then built it and then had it audited and it does shitloads of volume every day. I think, I think the liquidity on there is like, I don't know, like 35 million total across all the pairs right now or something. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly, but it's, it's fucking awesome. Well, Bitcoin has none of that. <laughs> Absolutely none yeah, of yeah. not a single, not a single part of any of that, but Ethereum did. And so that's exactly what happened. The Ethereum foundation had a grant. Someone accepted the grant. And they built it. His name's Hayden Adams. And someone did the work. And, he, and yep. then they got it audited. And it works fucking awesome. It works so I have, well. I have to so take you, a look at it. But I mean, understand for me, I, I'm, not, I'm not involved in cryptocurrency as an investor. I, I mine no, coins. Like, and if you, if you want to get out of Bitcoin, 
you have to suck a dick and submit AMLKYC to somebody or operate below some threshold number. Like two yeah, BTC. Or operate day. in dark market handling yeah, or, or like trash eggs and between one person to another without ever disclosing who did what. Right. Yeah. I mean there are options. It but, sucks. Yeah. Because you have to leave the chain. On Ethereum, you never have to leave the chain. You stay on the fucking chain. So you have leverage on chain. You've got stable coin on chain. You've got distributed exchange on chain. You've got a hundred distributed exchanges on chain. You've got uh, contracts which literally will forward your order to whatever distributed exchange is cheapest. You've got aggregator contracts. You've got fucking, yep. <laughs> it's so cool. And, you, and it's trustless. I mean, as long as you're dealing with audited stuff. If you're dealing with unaudited stuff, I fully suggest you don't do that. Um, yeah, of course, because at that point you're taking a damn risk. Yeah. So, so my point about Uniswap is it's fun to watch whether people choose to get in through the AA system or to get in through Uniswap. It's fun, right. and you could be a market maker on Uniswap as well. You just send, so whatever, so let's say right now the, the ratio is like one ETH gets you 1.6 million hex. If you send in one ETH and 1.6 million hex at the same time, now you're a market maker and you make 0.3% on all the trades. And it's what your percent of is the total of the market maker. But the downside to that is, the downside to being a market maker is, if the market is trending, and let's say the price goes up 5X, you will have lost 25% versus just holding, and you hope to make that back by you know people uh, doing volume. So you need enough volume in the pair to cancel out uh, you know, how much you lose if the price goes up. If the price goes down, you also lose the same degree. So, so if the price goes up or down 5X, you're gonna lose that same uh, 25% and have to make it up by fees. It's just so fucking cool. It'll even warn you, like if you're gonna place a bid and mm -hmm. if your bid or your ask is gonna shift the market against you more than I think half a percent, it warns you and it's like, hey, high, high slippage warning. How fucking cool is that? Have you ever in your, like, what exchange have you ever used that warned you about high slippage? They're happy to see you wick the book and fuck yourself. Well, like, well no shit. That's the point. They yeah. So I recently talked about that with someone. I was like, look, exchanges are businesses, right? Yeah. They care not about whether or not you make money. They care whether or not you submit trades. They don't care if you win or lose. They, they, they give zero fucks because... They make a commission off of each trade. They they yeah. could care less who's getting rich, who's not, because it's not their problem. Their problem is they just have to provide a platform. And they have to provide a way for you to uh, deposit and withdraw. And within that system, they can control whether or not there's KYC, AML, all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, as people are learning, 2020 is not going to be a good year for people who are not a fans of KYC and AML. You know, like it, it's going to be bad yeah. and, and it's going to get worse because the SEC is cracking down and. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to operate outside of that threshold like you're talking about where, yeah, like, you know, you have to disclose these things. You have to show photo ID. You have to give people information. And the problem is, is again, going back to security. They're going to lose most it. of these exchanges. They're going to lose yeah, all your info. These, and then you're going to yeah. get your data. You're going to get your identity stolen from somebody. Correct. Like, yeah. Because they're not being audited on that sense. And I mean, Binance, one of the bigger exchanges last year literally was still doing manual transactions and somebody was able to steal fucking Bitcoin. And that should tell you a lot about the current state of affairs that's going on because most of these people are using white label exchange software that were bought from an Israeli company, rebranded, made some CSS changes and voila, that's why they all look the same. That's why they all behave the same. Mostly. I know what you mean. Sure. Yeah. So, so, so Uniswap solves all that shit on the Ethereum chain. 
Now, they, you yeah. can get wrapped Bitcoin on there, but you have to get the wrapped Bitcoin. And so, like, I, I'm pretty sure you can get them on, on Binance. So, like, I think I, with a pretty strong, I, I would be willing to bet that you will see more Bitcoin transacted in layer two on Ethereum than in layer two on Bitcoin. That's where we're at. Because the stable coin well, is on Ethereum for the most part. The fucking. Yeah, of course. It, like, the distributed finance is there on Ethereum for the most, like, Hex is on Ethereum. Everything's on Ethereum. I just don't. What's on Bitcoin? Nothing. Well, there's nothing well, on I mean, Bitcoin. Blockchain putting out liquid and BTSE, which yeah. is also questionable because of the licensing on that exchange. I, I mean, again, we're, we're, we're at, at that point. We're kind of poking fun at that, right? I'm not saying yeah, it's bad. It's that, like, that is, yeah. I mean, again, we're open talking source. about yeah and then also there's the full kyc gamut that they're you know just telling people now and everybody's like you know they got these confidential transactions it's like well hold on i can't be confidential if i got a kyc <laughs> like, like that, that 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 kind of breaks the point right like you're talking about as soon as, as soon as you have a picture of my fucking id with me standing there with a selfie with it and everything like, like there that's kyc like like that's enough to put somebody in prison for yeah. for you know lying about the confidential transaction yeah it's uh it's hilarious it's it's hilarious that like they're copying everything from ethereum now it's like fucking come on guys so like it... <laughs> oh yeah and script hold on let's not forget the mini script stuff where they're gonna have smart contracts yeah, on, on bitcoin and and you know what what's interesting about that is how smart contract executes right because like a peer in a real smart contract like like a peer has to check to see if that execution happens. Yes, the blockchain does it, but technically the peer has to perform the computation. Right. And, you know, they're attempting to circumvent this stuff. And uh, it's, it's like what what you want to see now is that you are seeing this move to, to eat style with it. However, the, the fundamentals of Bitcoin are not the same as the fundamental uh, architecture and the way that, that ETH works, right? Because no, ETH is designed... Yeah, of course. And, and a lot of people are misunderstanding about that because people think that, oh, it's just it's just Bitcoin. It, it can do everything. And that's no. not that's not fucking true no. because it can't support native contracts in the way that ETH no. does because the way the blocks are done, the way the peer software is written, yes. the way that it does the check for executions. All of those things are not the same. Bitcoin yeah. is literally a ledger that stores transactional record from A to B. And that's pretty much what it was designed to do. And it does it quite well. I mean, yeah. all intents and purposes, it does that very, very well. It has, you know, for almost 11 years now, uh, yeah. over 11 years now. Well, actually, hold on. Uh, let, let me rephrase that. It's 11 yeah, years it's today. Now the night. Yeah, 11 yeah. years today since there was yeah. another peer on the network and that was more than the Genesis block because it was a six-day gap. And, yeah. and so today is Block Height 1 uh, yeah. celebration and, and the birth of an actual network. Yeah. And, you know... The, the thing is, is like when you start looking at the stuff, like, and I, I agree with you on some level that there's a lot more going on in ETH as far as distributed finance and stable coins and things like that. But again, when you compare ETH to, to Bitcoin, they're, they're, that, that's not a fair comparison. That's like comparing uh, one, you know, like a truck to a car. Like they're two different animals and they're designed for two different things. You know I, what I, mean? I agree. I agree. So let me, <laughs> let me tell you what I care about. Uh, so I, I don't like security theater. I don't like miners selling the price down. I don't like miners being overpaid to pollute. Hex solves that. I don't like a bunch of fucking whales coming along after something successful and dumping on people's heads. Hex solves that with silly whale penalty. If you have multi-sig, you can't claim it all. And most exchanges are multi-sig. 
If you don't claim in the first year, you can't claim at all. All claims are impossible after day 350 of claiming. So there's 350 total days of claim and that's it. And you burn the whole way there. If you don't claim by week 25, you're missing half your stack already and you're missing half of your speed bonus already. And the share price has moved up against you. So that whatever share you would want to get of the, the big payday on day 353, you're going to get less of it because the share price is higher. Why? Because earlier, bigger, they deserve more. You deserve less as the late guy. And it's, well, you know. <clears throat> risk versus reward, early adopter versus non-early adopter. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, like again, I, I work in tech startups and stuff. So, like, I, I totally get that. And, yeah. and, like, you know, you put in the work, you, you get your equity, you, you bust your ass, and there's a payout there. And so, like, I, I understand the philosophy of what you're talking so, about. So let me give you but, some ideas uh, on, on some some shit that I think would be cool to add tax if someone wanted to add it. I think it would be cool if you didn't need the Ethereum to pay transaction fees. So the Ethereum guys have already got this solved. It's solved a couple ways, but one of them is meta transactions. And so there's another contract that you talk to that takes your hex as an input and then handles the other side with whatever gas needs to get paid for in, in ETH, ether. That's pretty cool. I'd, I'd like to see something like that happen. I love the idea of anonymity. So there's uh, ZK snark enabled uh, zero knowledge proofs that allow people to do anonymous transactions on ETH, fork them, slap the hex label on them. Now we've got anonymity. So that would be cool. So I think I think anonymity in hex would be cool. I think the being able, the meta transactions allowing people to pay their fees in hex instead of ETH would be cool. Um, what else would be neat? I think some type of stable coin would be nice. Um, I'd like to have it have less human interaction than Dai has. Haven't had time to look at it. Not an expert on that space right now. Pretty sure someone's got something nice out there that just doesn't have any users yet. Would like to look at that. Um, what else? I don't know. I can't but remember. I, it, oh, once, like, you're, once, you're, once you're done with that, can we go back to the we are all ahead. Satoshi piece? Yeah, sure. I, I literally did. I, I appreciate what yeah, you're So you've got saying, unclaimed coins. You like the points. Yeah. You've got unclaimed sure coins that, that need handed out to people. Yeah, you've got unclaimed coins. They get handed out to people at the end of the year, plus adoption bonuses. So 50% of people claim their BTC, then it multiplies the, the stuff by 1.5. If 50% of the addresses possible claim their BTC, it ups it by 1.5. So if, so basically, whatever the number of unclaimed coins is, and it's likely to be very high, because I think only about 9 million Bitcoin could actually claim because of the silly whale penalties and the gox me not and we are, and the multisig can't claim, all that stuff adds up to about ni only 9 million coins could actually possibly claim. And then because we're already... You're talking about 9 million hex? Well, 9... Be nine, 9 million BTC times 10,000 hex per BTC. Okay. So I think it's 90, uh, 90 billion. I think it's 90 yeah. billion. So, or you said nine, nine, B, 9,000 BTC. Uh, nine, there's 9 million BTC that could possibly claim, but now it's far uh -huh. less because 10, 10% of the claim phase is already over. We're already 10,000 hex per. So yeah, it's 10,000 hex per BTC. So that would be 9 million. Well, 9 million times 1,000 would be 9 billion, and it's 10,000, yes. so it's 90 billion. 
So oh, there's there's sorry, 90 billion hex. Sure, there's 90 yeah. billion hex that uh, are going to be distributed no matter what because they can't even attempt to claim them. And then there's people that could attempt but really can't. So, so for instance, the pay to script hash addresses. Some of the we don't know what the reparation type is. So if they end up being a segwit reparation type, then they can claim. But if there's some other weird type of reparation type that's not SegWit, then they can't claim. And nobody in the world knows, except for the person holding the private keys, what the claim script actually is until it gets used. And so there's going to be a lot of coins, a lot, uh, redistributed at the end, at the big payday. Times of uh, adoption bonuses, which are critical mass and virality. And they get distributed by shares. And if you get in earlier, you get more shares per stake tax. If you get in later, you get less shares per stake tax. And that's it. So that's kind of the the big payoff in Hex that's going to be the, the largest single day of input probably in the history of the currency. So that on that day, on day 353, uh, which now I guess is only what? Let me take a look. Let's see how far away that is. <clears throat> So today we're on day 38 of 351 days, which leaves us like 317 days, I guess, something like that. I don't know. What's 351 minus 38? 313. So there's 313 days left. And then a day or two after that, the, uh, the big payday hits gets credited to all the stakers and those that are staked longer. So people have this misunderstanding that like, okay, everyone's going to dump on that day. Well, maybe, maybe not. I can tell you who can't or who's very unlikely to because of early unstake penalties being very, very harsh. Um, the people that claimed the day before the last day, they're auto staked for 350 days. So they, they can't dump literally. They can't even emergency end stake. If you, if you free claim, you can't emergency end stake until 350 days has passed. So if they, the guy that claims like the day before the last day, he's in for 350 mm -hmm. days. He can't, he can't dump. He could dump 10% because it's 90% auto staked. Um, the AA guys can dump whenever they want, but they're telling you when they're likely to dump because they're staking for so much. I think like 85 to 90% of the currency is staked. And you could look at what dates those are staked into the future and tell when people could dump without being annihilated by penalties. Um, yeah, so everyone, for some reason, they don't understand that if you have a year of claim phase and, and you're worried about people dumping those coins, then you have a year of dump phase because it's the same shape. It's the same size year of claims, year of dump. And that's assuming they will, you know, not people mm -hmm. choose to, to stake longer than the minimum. You know, a lot of, since longer pays better, you see the average stake length was 300 and something and the median was a thousand or, or vice versa. It was like 500 and a thousand. So yeah. people just miss I, The point I want to make is that everyone looks at that big, that big payday is, you know, the time when everyone's going to dump and you're like, well, maybe a lot of people will, maybe not, but it's not because of the reasons you think if there's a year of claim, there's a year of dump. And so from that perspective, hey, so, so the unstaking penalties that you mentioned, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and sorry, I had a few things that I wanted sure. to go through, or I wanted to ask while you were yeah. talking, but I was trying to be polite and give you that, that time to explain. Stuff. Sure. So who gets those unstaking penalties? They're split 50-50 between the origin so address and the staking class. 
Okay, and the staking yeah. class defines everyone who is staking, yes. or is that different? Everyone that's staked. Okay. It's logged okay, every I day. Just, I, so if you were okay, staker that day. I just wanted day, to make sure I understood yeah. that part. That's all. Yeah. And, and so 50% goes to you and the staking class. Is that what See, you're saying? See, that word you right? is a very interesting no. word. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> origin to, address, flush yes. address. Yes. Okay. It go, the but, origin okay. address gets half of. So the origin address gets the same bonus as you get. So if you got a if you got a referral bonus, it gets a referral bonus. If you got a referee, it gets a referee. It just gets a copy of the bonuses. All the bonuses stop after the first year, after day three fifty three, except for the penalties, which are the early end stake penalty, the late end stake penalty. Early end stake penalty, basically, if you don't serve half of what you said you would, then mm -hmm. it can eat into your principal. If you serve half of what you said you would, I think that you don't actually pay, you don't get any interest, but you don't pay anything out of your principal. You just basically get your, your principal back, I think. The, uh, if, you, if you make a very long stake and then you instantly end stake it, well, then you're going to be maximally penalized because you fucked course, over the system maximally. You said you're gonna do yeah. a big thing, you didn't do any of it, so now you should be annihilated. And I think that annihilation is gonna change based on that big payday. So right now, so if you if you make a stake and you end it before the day ticks over, there's no penalty. Mm -hmm. You can just end it, okay. no penalty. If the day ticks but over and the, the, the stake starts, day. well, it just has to be before it really starts because the stakes gotcha. really start when the day ticks over the next day because only full gotcha. days are counted. So if, if it ticks over the next day and you end it, well, then you're going to pay a penalty. And that penalty is based on how much you would have made had you stayed in. And so if you, mm -hmm. if you receive that big payday bonus mm -hmm. and then like that, that profit input from that day is then assigned to like on average how much you would have got had you stayed, it's, I think it's going to greatly amplify the harshness of emergency end staking. So I think emergency end staking penalties are a little bit lighter before that huge profit input. But I think once that huge profit input hits, it's going to be brutal if you emergency end stake. Like you really should avoid doing it if at all possible. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I understand the penalties on that. I really do. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I answered you, uh, I said the origin address, flush address, is because uh, technically we don't know who owns them. And, yeah. you know, speculation has always been that, even from the last conversation I had with you with Omar or crypto news, whatever you want to call it. Um, literally, the speculation had always been that, you know, somebody that you know or someone within that Hacks Foundation controls that address. And that's the only reason I stated that. So it's I okay. want to make sure there's some clarity there. Um, well, I, I just always, I, I'm I, always I, making sure no one has expectations. And one part of that is by not, by not saying that they should ever expect anything. And the other part is by not even letting them have someone to expect it from. So that those both kind of just help people not have expectations. I can tell you that uh, the project would be likely to have a lot more Ethereum transferred into Hex every day if huge promises were made, and that's what ICOs do. ICOs make you huge promises. Hex is the opposite. So we there's no promises, there's no expectations. It's fully complete and done and distributed and awesome. And and ICO is the opposite of that. It's all promises with no product and hopes and dreams and you know that rarely turns into something useful. Hex has been awesome, like 100% uptime, working great. Uh, everyone that uses it likes it. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I, I mean, again, like I said, when it, when it comes to, to this conversation, I, I, I came in here just talking about 
the stuff that I didn't understand, that right. I read your documentation, yeah. I looked over your stuff, uh, and, and like for me, what I'm trying to find out is where people are seeing this because I have seen people screaming on Twitter, but oh yeah, I, 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 I could give mute. that answer. I could give that answer. Well, to no, you. no, no. I've had I've had to mute hex. No offense to you or anyone Can't blame that's me. in the project. Yeah, because literally every other tweet too much was drama. Like something people talking too much yeah, shit. Yeah. Sure. Well, so, it's also like why I mute XRP as well yeah. because I just don't care to hear what people have to say about most of it because let me give an I'm example. not involved with it. Go right. Ahead. So I say you must have no expectations of the profit from work of others. I say it over and over and over and over and over again. So what do people do? They don't understand. They don't read. They just want to yell and cry and complain. So they say, hey, the, the flush address moved its funds. And so the flush address had, like, it's received over 50,000 Ethereum. It made mm -hmm. a bunch of transfers to other addresses for 13337 over and over and over again. And there were others. Yeah, now, so you may know the history that 1337 is the amount that you got in ETH for every BTC at the end at the of close. the Ethereum launch phase, which is Yeah, I actually saw days. a tweet. I saw yeah. a tweet about that from, yeah. from Hacker. And before, and before then, it was hacker speak, elite, you know, elite speak. Yeah, so of course. It, uh, that's, you know, that's, got, that's been around since the 80s. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, the idea it's, it's a technical speak. number that's been around forever that Correct. different people have, mm -hmm. you know, used for comedy value. Um, and so what do people do? They start yelling exit scam. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, what What did you think that the Ethereum was going to do? Like, why Why wouldn't it move? It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, I think a lot of, I, like, I think what happens there is that a lot of people, uh, and I'll be blunt with you, this is part of the reason why I don't work with ICOs or have anything associated with them. And this is nothing personal against you or your project. But... A lot of people have this misunderstanding that when you fund something, that that money's just gonna sit there. Uh, and, Why? And like, how's that good? Yeah, How? Well, like, uh, again, again, same thing in venture capitalism, right? Like, venture capitalists know that when they give a company money or, or startup money, they know they're going to spend it. The goal is, is that what they return off of that value, right? The problem in this space is that many people believe just by giving to a project that they own some kind of like equitable pieces it. of it i mean i'm, I'm serious yeah. you, know, you you know what i'm saying like look at the xrp bag holders anyone else they have it in their head that because they own a currency or a piece of it that, that they're entitled to something and that that value should grow based on what they've given in and the <laughs> problem is is sense. that but but you know what i'm saying though. i do i'm, I'm just saying like if you if you if you burn like counterparty was a token that tried to build on top of bitcoin and when they launched mm -hmm. they burnt two thousand bitcoin of value well, it didn't fucking help them. All they did was yeah. destroy something they could have used to build something good. Like Correct. unused uh, capital uh, is not good. And well, again, go ahead. yeah. I, so unused support, capital is I'm not ideal. Yeah, like it, if if you tell someone <laughs> that you will receive absolutely no benefits whatsoever from sending this ETH here, mm -hmm. and then people that never did it yell exit scam, you're like, you guys aren't listening. One, you should read the docs, okay? Two, like yes, if so, if you if you go, <laughs> it's working as intended. Whoever or whatever may have the keys moved their coins, and they're not your coins. Stop counting other people's money. Like it's yeah. not fucking. It's not your money. Stop eyeballing it. Stop doing chin analysis. Stop. Like worry about your stack and worry about increasing the value of your stack and quit sp sp spending your time eyeballing everyone else's stack. 
from what I've been able yeah. to detect, you can't even trade it. Like if you watch when people like buy tether, sometimes the price goes up, sometimes the price goes down. Doesn't doesn't seem to really be something you could trade. <clears throat> of course, but I mean tether is typically used as as an exchange stable coin and you know, they print more when needed that kind of stuff, which also tether in itself it, it, it that whole shit show like like there's a whole list of problems with tether yeah. uh there's a whole list of problems with everything but like going back to what i was talking like what we were originally talking about here before we sure. got off into that piece which yeah. was when when you start talking about investments into uh an ico which literally an ico erc20 whatever you want to call it is essentially a non-accredited investment into what is a company or a service provider of some type right and so therefore for them to build anything to pay people to make stuff work one would need to understand that there's going to be movement of the capital that you gave them because otherwise how are they going to convert that into cash or something usable because sure eth is great sure bitcoin is great but at the end of the day you still got to pay people and most people aren't able to take bitcoin and or eth as a form of payment for their for their rent for anything, you know what I'm saying? Here's the other thing that's just hilarious to me. It's like, okay, so you didn't know who the original holder was. Okay. Well, do you know who the secondary holders are? How do you know it's not still the same guy? And then if that's the case, what the fuck are you crying about? Like, they just did internal wallet management? Like, idiots. <laughs> You're so stupid. I just, I, I can't, I can't understand it. Well, like, again, like, like I said, this, this is why I don't get involved in ICOs for myself. Like, like, and again, ERC-20, any of those types of things I don't get involved with. And the reason why is because, first of all, most people are going to scream scam anytime they don't understand something. So, like, if they don't understand how business works, for example, that's why they're not an accredited investor, because they don't understand money. And, and so, like, what you have are these people who couldn't become an accredited investor. They want to dump money into something, and they don't realize hey, that money may move because, uh, well, someone's got to cash it out to pay people to build what was projected or what's being sold to the individual. You know what I mean? You have, and, to, you have to admit that it's actually pretty shitty on the blockchain. That, like, do you think, do you think Amazon has a problem with these plebs at their house and their underwear in the basement of their mom's house staring at Jeff Bezos's fucking income account? And then, like, whoa, they don't the, know how to find it. But yeah, the, there's no, like, in the real normal finance world, no company has to deal with the public eye fucking its money movements. But well, in blockchain, yeah, everybody can see it because it's, tra- it's transparent. Like, the whole goal was to provide the transparency. Now, now again, like, one of the questions in, in that I've seen and in, in I've seen articles, I, again, like I said, I try to go into this unbiased uh, talking right. to you because. I feel that if I came in with a bias, then it would be no better of a discussion talking about the inner workings of things than anyone else that has come on and try to prove this, prove that. I'm asking questions solely on non-bias, looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, what I know and what I've seen. And and so, like, you know, many people, their biggest complaint from what I've seen, and then I had to mute everybody because it just came too fucking much, is that the origin and flush addresses were controlled by you. And and again, going back to, to business, if Hex is a business, which uh, I assume it is, I haven't done much looking on the LLCs or anything like that. I know that there was one somebody was talking about uh, on Twitter. I don't know all the details about it, uh, nor do I really care because at the end of the day, that's someone's risk analysis of whether or not they should give money to something, right? Like, 
I do not invest in he- companies. Hex that... is not a security. Okay. There is no. It is a a piece of code that lives at an address on the Ethereum blockchain that you can choose to run or not run, and that's it. There, that's that's all there is. There's code that you can run, or you can not run it. You Correct. are the network. You cannot. No one else commit your coins for you. No one else commit your rewards for you. It's not an airdrop. No one else hands you your coins. Only you mint your own coins with your own computation. There's there's not even automatic. Automatic doesn't even exist. If anytime the the system state of the network needs updated, someone must perform that computation and pay to do it. You know, run either mine their own block or uh, pay a, an Ethereum miner to to do it for them. So this has nothing in common with a company. Furthermore, there's no essential effort. The website is irrelevant. You can run all of the contract functions from etherscan.io and other wallets are already building out their own integrations. I know someone who built their own copy of go.hex.win. I know Monarch Wallet's uh, integrating it. So it's a piece of code, you can run it or not. There's lots of tools other people have built to see what's going on in it and to interact with it. There's no essential entrepreneurial effort or managerial effort on the part of me or anyone that I know, and it has no similarity to a company. So, like, there's no voting, there's no dividends, there's no, uh, there's none of that. There's no CEO, there's no president, there's none of those things. So it's 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 just like Bitcoin, except our 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 network rules for what it takes to mine a block are harder. In Bitcoin, you have to hit a hash rate to mine a block. And in Hex, you have to hit a hash rate to mine a block and prove that you have stake. So it's a proof of stake, proof of work hybrid, proof of work for consensus, proof of stake for inflation. So we're, we're, it's actually harder to, it's harder electricity wise to mine a Bitcoin block because the difficulty is higher, but it's harder technically to mine a, a Hex block because it uses a, a virtual machine to run computation, you still have to hit a hash rate on GPU or some ASICs, and you also have to have the proof of work proof, or rather the proof of stake proof to be able to inflate the hex supply. So it's harder to mine a hex block. It's more expensive to, to mine a, a Bitcoin block. <clears throat> but it's harder, what you're saying is it's harder on technical side because you're you're requiring the staking and uh, that you're you're really basically saying that there's still proof of work you still have to have sure to you have to do it's all just, of the proof of work shit and yeah. the proof of stake shit to inflate the supply now if you just want to move a hex then you don't have to do proof of stake if you just want to move a hex you can do it with just the proof of work component but if you want to inflate the supply by ending a stake profitably where your reward exceeds any penalties you might have had uh you know or you uh, refer somebody or um like there's extra computation that, that has to be done. And, and mining Ethereum blocks is just kind of harder anyway because it's it's a Turing-complete system. Like Bitcoin's not Turing-complete, so the level of Correct. complexity there is just lower. <clears throat> so it's, it's nothing like a company. Like, there's, there's nothing in common. Um, All right. I mean, like I said, the reason I brought that up and the relevance is, like, you, you were talking about, you know, people getting upset about the address moving and things like that so like in a traditional company uh that would be in a transparent system right one would expect that to move now when you're talking about 
hex and and you're talking about the eth moving and from origin address to flush addresses and stuff like that i'm sorry there's something outside it's i'm okay. just looking it's, it's, a pterodactyl. it's a fox no no it's a fox <laughs> uh there's a fox right across the little thing there uh yeah. out in nature right now yeah uh so so basically what's going on is that you know whenever i look at these things um I, i'm looking at it from like the ETH moves, if you're not a company, then one would really get upset about that because when you start talking about moving capital, right, as an investor, I expect any company that I would give something like Bitcoin to, which I have before, uh, to, to private companies, things like that, then one would expect that coin to move to be sold to an exchange so that they can have the capital to do what they needed to do. I think what most well, that sounds like a security. Here, I mean, that. Yeah. But those that—that's a real business. What I'm not mm -hmm. making that parallel. What, I, what I'm doing is I'm citing an example here, um, and most people would expect that if they gave a company money, that it would be moving uh, to some level because you can't. If capital sits in a bank account, it's really not helping anyone because you have to pay people to do work if you're trying to build a product. Now, in the case I don't, of I don't like the Hex line of questioning because Hex has oh. nothing to do with any of that shit. So like, well, I'm going back to the point. Yeah. And, the, and by the way, the people, the people that are upset about the Ethereum moving are the people that aren't in the chat room, don't know anything about hacks, have never read the documents and just made some assumption about the way it might work. That has no root in reality whatsoever. They're just stupid people. So. The, well, again, stupid people are everywhere and you can't yeah. fix stupid. It's not a money problem. I, yeah. I, I, I hear you on that one. Like, like what, what I was getting to was the fact that because you're saying Hex isn't a company, not. and you're saying that, it, it, again, I'm reiterating what I'm saying here mm -hmm. for, for a purpose here. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is that if Hex isn't a company, so when people in a transparent system can see money is moving from an origin address, and it's being flushed and all these other things, the, the concern I, I have from what I understand and what I'm seeing based on what people are saying, not what I'm saying, but what I'm seeing based on their reaction is solely based on if Hex is a company, then why are funds moving? And again, most of those funds seem to be funneling back through several different addresses that end up being pushed out to various exchanges or the AA. Uh, and in some cases, that's, that's the concern, right? Is because if it's a business, one would expect the coins to move because one would expect currency or money. And Well, in this case, the, the literal promise that's been made is that nothing will ever benefit you or anyone you know ever from any of that ethereum ever you and no one you know will ever Correct. benefit from it at all ever and with that being said i don't know why people are interested in the movement because it will never ever benefit them ever and why is that great because if if people if you want hex to be listed on exchanges and those exchanges don't have broker dealer licenses then it needs to not be a security in order for it to not be a security, the definition of a security is, do people put in money with the expectation of profit into a common Correct. pool so, for uh, expecting profit solely from the work of others? Well, if, if no one's expecting profit from the work of others, well, there's a leg down, and then you could you know fight all the other legs too, and it's important. So everyone, everyone has been described very very specifically that they will receive absolutely no benefits whatsoever from sending that eth so if you want to i fuck somebody else's wallet and see what they do with their money go ahead and do that uh but as as long as you know that you should have no expectations whatsoever and so tweets have gone out saying that means 
don't expect marketing, don't expect a price floor, don't expect anything, because that's the game. You have to make sure people understand that. <clears throat> Otherwise, you might be a security. And if you're security, a whole different set of rules apply. Yeah, because once you're a security, you have to have formal uh, business formalization. You also have to have an audit. You have to register with the SEC, depending on what country you're in, various other things. No, I mean, I, and, I, and, I totally And the funny that. thing is, the people, the people that complain about this are the people that don't like the project. And what they don't understand is that they're trying to convince me or other people to do what would generate more hype and more revenue into the contract. So if promises were made and expectations were given, people would give more, but they can't be given. And so they give less and then people aren't happy with them giving less. The haters want the contract to be more successful and want promises to be made. It's just, it's hilarious to me that they don't realize that they're arguing against their own case when they start looking for expectations. So like it, if you hate the project, let it die on its own stop advertising it for it for free but instead everyone just does free marketing for it constantly with shit that doesn't make any sense it's an exit scam the eth moved you're like yeah the eth is supposed to move you're not going to ever get any benefit from it since you were never going to any, ever get any benefit from it anyway how could you possibly be scammed what are you going to get less than no benefit like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't it's just absurd to me it's it's well, like like they're not listening. Like they're playing a different game. Like I'm playing chess and they're playing checkers or some shit. And they keep trying to jump my pawns with the queen. And you're like, this is not how the game works. <clears throat> trying to merge two different games. So, so the, yeah. I guess then what, one of the things that I had to, to say about something you were just saying. So you're saying that the ETH that moves, the ETH is uh, being used as part of exchange listings. Is that what nobody the, knows? Is that... You don't know. And if I knew, oh, wow. I wouldn't tell you. Because I don't want you to have expectations because I don't, I don't want Hex to be a security. So that means if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. It means that I won't tell you if I know or not. Like you just, there's no, there's no benefit whatsoever from anyone knowing anything about that. Because the only thing that could happen is they could have expectations and we don't want that. We don't want any expectations. Well, now yeah, I can say, I can say I'm unaware of anyone that has ever paid for any listing for Hex anywhere ever at all. So I'm, I'm unaware of that ever occurring. If, if someone did it, I don't know about it. Okay, I, I don't think I, anyone I was ever looking, did it. <clears throat> I, I was actually looking at Hex right now. I was trying to find... Uh, it's, it's on 10 exchanges, and I don't think... I think everyone listed it for free because it's the second or third most popular project on ETH every single day that I've looked. So what do you want? Like, we've got over a billion dollars of uh, BTC that are free claimed in under 30 days, or I guess, what, 36 days or something now? Uh, we've got over, you know, 10,000 users. We put on 60 or 70 or 80 new users in the telegram every single day. We get hundreds of email signups every day. Like we have tons of awesome stuff going on in the ecosystem every single day. I think that's the reason people listed it. Um, I don't think it's because they got paid. <clears throat> well, the, like I said, going back to, 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 I guess that's where the real rub is, right? So that's where people are angry. While there may not be an expectation, the thing is, is that like in a typical system, they or not typical, like I said, going back to the business side of things. And again, like for myself, when I, when I hear that the, the ETH is being moved and, and you don't know where, I 
I'm going to go ahead and have to say that I, I find that hard to believe that you don't know where it went. And what if I'm I gonna, did now? I, I'm going to have to say. What if I, I did? I do. What if I did? Well, now what? If you did, that that's. What I if I'm the origin address? You... What if I'm the flesh address? Now what? Well, then what changes? something more than. Does some, should some, who, who, who better? Who, who, who better? Who better than me? You? Who? No. Well, I'm okay. not saying, hold on. So I don't uh, understand. Like, I just, this well, this line well, of questioning I mean, that I get from people is so disgusting to me. Well, because hold it's on. Like, let, me, let me finish what I'm saying here. I care about this much about any of it, right? right. So understand, <clears> I have no money invested in your project. I have no bias to your project. I'm purely talking to you from one person to another, and <clears> I'm literally just paying attention to what you're saying, and I'm thinking, and I'm visualizing what's going on here, and, and then I'm relating it based on some of the things that I have seen yeah, but you, people but you're, say. You're, mis you're misunderstanding what's actually going on. There are people that no. hate me, and there are people that okay. hate altcoins, and they don't give a single yeah. solitary fuck about what the altcoins do, and they don't give a single solitary fuck about the quality of the person that launches them. They don't give a shit about any of that. What they want to do is hate. And when they, when they open up their hate fucking function, they start looking for things that they can use for excuses to hate. So they go, oh, right, so it I fucking will, runs on ETH. I will, I will, Therefore, it's a I scam. Want to clarify something. I want to clarify <clears throat> something. One, I support altcoins. I support people who are innovating and making changes to improve the technology because it has to happen. I'm a fundamentalist when it comes to technology has to evolve. Software evolves over time. Staying stagnant is not a good thing. Two, I don't really know who you are, nor do I really care, and that's nor why do I, I care. You read the code; only the code matters. I don't matter. Yeah, it, it, exactly. That that that's my point. So your yeah. two statements there uh, understand that I'm anti-maximalist. So like, yeah. I give zero fucks about that movement. And what I'm trying to say here is, don't get defensive on that in the sense of thinking. No, that no, I just, I just, I'm, you're, I'm, you're taking, you're taking their arguments as though they're honest arguments. And what I've fought the trolls for years now, and I'm telling you, they're not honest arguments. Well, the so only honest you, argument I had was about the ETH and the origin address flushing. That has nothing to do with the trolls. That had everything to do with per our conversation that we have had. This no, but morning. like if you, if someone tells you straight up that you will never, ever, ever receive any benefit from the ETH sent to the contract, and then someone writes a newspaper article that says the ETH is moved. It is an exit scam. You can't even properly address the question because it doesn't even make any sense. You're, you're like... You, you were never going to receive any benefit. How could you possibly be exit scammed? Further, how do you know it's not internal address management? Well, the there's fuck? always that. Like and, and again, I'm not a making a fault. I'm not it. making any accusation. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that purely from our conversation, from my looking around, mm -hmm. everything that I've asked you is solely based on that. I yeah. literally have not tried to stay on top of any of the fun, nor do I care. Because for me, I have zero skin in, yeah. your, in this game dealing with eggs. And, and all this is right here is me asking questions that I was unprepared for talking to you on crypto news. Did and you so get I wanted to, did you get a good answer to your, we are all Satoshi. Do you understand uh, how it works? I got, I, I got a pretty good idea. Like that on day three fifty three, it's all going to get handed out to the stakers by the shares that they hold. People who got in earlier, got a lower share price. So they got more shares for the same amount of stake tax. The people that stake longer got, a lot more shares by up to three X and the people yeah. that stake larger got up to 0.1 X um, or 1.1 X. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So longer pays better, larger pays better, earlier share rate uh, pays better. And then that all gets credited on day 353. 
And then those people that stake longer, they're not going to be able to put external sell pressure on the price because you can't, you don't, once you get those things credited to you, they're not minted. You have to wait till the end of your stake to mint them. If you try an emergency on stake and mint them early, you're going to be you get the penalty. penalized. Yeah. Yeah. But, but those are things that are clearly defined. I mean, yeah. I, I totally get what those pieces are sure uh the bonus part was was the pieces that i had literally just i didn't quite understand and it's all good and so like i said when it when it comes to this you know when we're coming talking about hex i'm looking at it from a purely agnostic standpoint because i i give like yeah. for me i have nothing to lose nothing to gain for, for it, this it's just the world's first blockchain city there's no other there's no other coin that monetizes time the way that hex does the only things that you could say are similar are master node coins where you could dump whenever you want or in some cases, you could dump whenever you want after like a 20 day wait. Okay. Or whatever not, arbitrary value sure. date that they set. Yeah. I mean, everybody's not, different. Everybody's right. got their own. So hex, well, hex is different in that you choose your time and you get paid longer. You get paid more for longer, just like a CD in the real world. Yeah. I am unaware of any which was your system intent? like that. Well, I mean, like no, said, none that have users, like none that have, you know. A thousand users. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because there's there's tons of different ship yeah, projects. Every sure. Year. I yeah. mean, there, there's if you if you can think about, it, there's probably a coin about it now, right? I mean, yeah. let's be honest. There, there, there is, and so so literally, I, I think that that's that's where the rub comes for you, uh, Richard. I I think literally, where it, it's not the expectation, it's because there is no expectations. Is everybody's hated? What, everybody's hated. Well, you can't yeah, avoid trust it. me. Everybody's I know, I, I literally know. hated. People hate Vitalik. Hate him. People hate hate Vitalik. They probably hate you. They hate me. They They hate Elon Musk. They, you know, fiat people hate Bitcoin. Fiat people hate Satoshi. Everybody's hated. If you matter and you make a difference in this world, they hate you. And that's just the game. And so for every one unit of hate, here's what I think is hilarious. And I explain this to the haters, but they're too stupid to understand it. Everyone hates fake Satoshi, except everyone that bought his coin. Top 10 crypto. You like that, guys? You hated him right into the top 10. Good job, guys. Good fucking work. You hated that guy right into the top 10 market caps. I hope you hate me the same fucking way. Hate me the same way. Not you, but I'm talking about the haters in general. The people that weren't going to buy, they weren't going to buy anyway. But all the Mm -hmm. people that would buy, thank you for getting the message out to them. Thank you for exposing them to this awesome new invention, the world's first blockchain CD, free for Bitcoin holders, hex.win, Pumpamentals.com if you want a free 10% bonus. Thank you for the free marketing. <laughs> because you guys weren't going to buy anyway. But it's nice that through yeah. your hatred and through your butt hurt that you could expose our message to all the people that will. So Again, I, 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 I am not this. I, <laughs> like, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, and I, yeah, like I see what you're saying and, and I understand it because literally anyone, whether it's good or bad, anyone that's out there trying to, to do anything dumb or, or trying to discredit any project. Trust me, I worked with Bitcoin. People try to discredit early on. Uh, I worked with Burst. You know, people try to discredit that shit even to this day about whether or not the consensus or, or, or whether or not how trustless things are and, and, and how that works. So, so I get that. But, you know, yeah. like I said, when it comes down to it for myself, I don't have any skin in the game. That's why you've never seen me say anything yeah. about hex publicly other than the fact that i, I wanted just, to have a conversation with the people you that, about the project the people that like hex are the people that use it it's it works so well it just fucking works like you go to do a bitcoin transaction 
you got to wait forever for that shit to confirm. You do a hex transaction, especially it confirms if you quick as fuck. You're like, okay, well, that's awesome. You you want to do like <laughs> there's so many good things in it. You want to you want to get into ETH and then out of ETH. You want to go from hex to ETH, ETH to hex, hex to ETH, ETH to hex a million times. No sign up. It's there. It's on the Uniswap. It's, you just go to hex.win, scroll down to the bottom. It says best exchange, you know. You want to Yeah, uh, and again, like, I'm not faulting you for all yeah. that. Like like all all I'm saying is the, the shit works great. Yeah, like it works fabulous. As long as, and then people as long yell. As works, I I have no problems with yeah. it. And, and what it works I, fucking what great. I, and what I try to do is again, I I'm not I don't have a bias to you because yeah. again, like I said, I don't know you. I don't have any skin in the game in your project yeah. and, and nor will I because yeah, again, fine. I don't get involved in ICOs or ERC twenties or any of that because that's just not something one, I fully care to get involved with. And two, uh, if I'm gonna invest in something, I, I'm not gonna invest in cryptocurrency because uh speculatory gambling on assets is not something i'm okay with and that's not just hex that's everything right like like bitcoin you're missing out on some gains man i mean well ETH dropped 95 percent. it's got to be an okay entry at that point right i mean fucking bitcoin dropped 85 percent. i don't know that seems I, like unless I, this shit's never, really going to go to zero it seems like 85 95 percent drops is a pretty pretty okay entry maybe well for <laughs> me i i don't look at like again remember what i said told you earlier yeah. i don't look at cryptocurrency as an investment strategy at all i look at it for the technology and the usefulness and the utility right. that it can provide to people who are in need of such a thing like me, you know, for example go ahead. for fun let's imagine fun. i'm not no expectations I'm not saying this will happen or even that it's likely to happen we're just doing a thought experiment here if you if you go to go.hex.win which right now lets you send and receive hex and enter the adoption amplifier and refer people and make 20% on the referral and claim Bitcoin for free. It does all those things. Which by the way, when, when you're done with this, sure. this right here, can you explain the adoption amplifier sure. in, in some detail? Because that yeah. was some clarity sure. I would like on that, but yeah. go ahead. So let's say that it just added a screen that was uh, an iframe of, uh, of Uniswap so that you could mm-hmm. go from uh, ETH to hex or hex to ETH back and forth with 0.3% fee and then whatever slippage, you know, if you're big order, maybe you pay some slippage. If you're small order, probably don't pay any slippage, nothing, nothing of merit. Um, and then, you know, we add the anonymity in there so that you could deposit your hex into a contract and then let it age for a while. And then a bunch of other people deposit on top of you. And then you could just withdraw whenever you want. And then nobody knows who did the withdrawal? So everybody uh-huh. that on top of you created that an- anonymity set for you. And then uh, just for giggles that there was also like a like a hex stable coin that just one, you know, stable hex equaled like one USD, something like that for fun. That would mean, and then, oh, the final one, the final one. You do uh, ZK rollups, which give you about at least 50x throughput increase, which is totally yeah. unnecessary. Like, don't need that at all right now. But for giggles, you could just add that. So you just have one separate computer off-chain or, you know, a little network of computers off-chain handling the proofs for the ZK rollups, and it allows you to get 50x throughput increase. So now we would have we'd have the world's first blockchain CD with anonymity, with 50x throughput increase, which means more than Bitcoin's throughput, 
uh, with uh, yeah, but everything's got more than Bitcoin's throughput. I mean, like, let's be real. No, so but tru- but trustless, CPA. not but with no with no security with 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 on chain first citizen security guarantees. Like not, you got to read about zk rollups. They're crazy. Like I know what zk snarks are. No, different zk rollups. It's different. So oh, yeah. you're I'll, you're I'll taking you're taking that. the consensus part that's on chain. And then you're taking it off chain, doing some processing, and then sticking it back on chain. And the chain can go, yeah, that was legit. All of those 50x more transactions that occurred were done properly, and it allows you to it allows you to do 50x more throughput with on chain security by just so doing some of the processing off chain. So correct me if I'm wrong. ZK rollup is basically doing a batch zero k uh, right. proofing or Z, ZK proofing, and then. Yes. rolling them all into yep. to more transactions on the right. Okay, that, that makes sense. I, I understand. Sure, that. there's a more advanced one that you can do that gives you like a 1,000x throughput increase. But there's like a window that it has to reach finality over some weeks, and it uses what's called yeah. optimistic rollups. And you don't even you don't even need to go there. Like ZK rollups is awesome enough. And there's already a DEX that uses this and has shown that they've got like 45x uh, speed increase or TPS increase with their DEX on mainnet ethereum um using this technology i think it's i think it's called starkware but i'm not sure starkware might be, I, I, be another zeku roll-up project actually i think it's uh oh. this is this okay. not starkware it's a different one okay so to not get too far off on the sure. tangent and before i forget yeah the uh, AA. Uh, the, the yeah the yeah. aa is important sure. like i understand you want to talk about the features yeah. of what you want to see in hacks and i, I get that well, it'd be awesome. i just want I mean, we would have we'd have anonymity throughput stable coin and trustless interest monetizing time and then that's like it like the, what else is there that's all the fuck there is like the only thing that's left is identity and we already have private keys for that so like, so going back <clears throat> to the adoption yeah. amplifier like like again you had mentioned you would want to see these features earlier and, and like again i'm just trying to get some questions yeah. answered so aa aa gets a copy on. of unclaimed coins so the, it had to be seeded the first day with a billion because there's no unclaimed coins in the first day so you only have unclaimed coins after people have had a day to claim them. So the first day was just seeded with a billion. The next day got about 513 million. Now we're down to about 512 million per day. That number goes down as more people free claim. The amount every day of hex that goes into the adoption amplifier is equal to one 350th of the unclaimed coins. Now, to be clear, unclaimed coins actually also includes coins that are no longer claimable because the uh, every day the we are all Satoshi penalty has been the late claims penalty has been removing their ability to claim. So you mm-hmm. bleed out 2% per week. And at week 50, you're 100% blood out. There's nothing left. And so now, even if you tried to claim those coins, because we're 10% done with the launch phase, you'd be missing 10% of your stack already because we're done 10% mm-hmm. with the launch phase. So the we are all Satoshi uh, that goes... It, so the we are all Satoshi that happens at the end, the day 353, it gets multiplied mm-hmm. by adoption bonuses. A copy of the we are all Satoshi that does not get multiplied by the adoption bonuses is offered to the adoption amplifier every single day, and it's equal to 1 350th of the unclaimed. And that's it. So right now, if you want to know how much is unclaimed, you can just take the amount that was given through the adoption amplifier and multiply it by 350, and that would tell you, you know, what the total amount of unclaimed is. So, okay, 
Uh, and like I said, I, w- I was curious because that was something that that I wasn't too clear on. Yeah. Uh, who, who was controlling the adoption? So it gets it gets less than the stakers will get at the big payday on day three fifty three because it doesn't get the the critical mass and virality bonuses. It just gets a copy of. Uh, the and so what's a virality bonus, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. Like, so like, critical like, mass is how many coins claim, and virality is how many addresses claim. So if 100% of okay. coins and 100% of addresses claim, it'll 3x multiply the payout on big payday. Because if okay. even walk if... That through, walk me through sure. that one more time. Sorry, I want to yeah. make sure I heard you. So if you wanted to measure whether people were... If you want people to be rewarded... So people already know they're going to be rewarded if no one else knows about the project because there'll be more unclaimed coins. And so you have to cancel that out because everyone would keep it a secret and then the price would be very low because it'd be low adoption. You have to cancel that out by over-rewarding with bonuses for adoption. So we inflate the currency, which rewards people that are staked, that are, it's paid out on day 353 by virality and critical mass. Virality is how many, what percent of addresses of possible claimed and critical mass is what percent of coins of possible claimed. And of the two, virality is actually more efficient because you can get a lot of percent movement there without actually getting many coins to claim. You can get a bunch of small addresses to claim. However, if you try and do that same thing with the critical mass, you're, you're getting a larger bonus because you're getting more addresses to claim, but that bonus is being multiplied by a lower number because the amount of unclaimed that you're multiplying against is going down as that goes up. And so there's a trade-off there. But that same trade-off doesn't exist in the same way with the, the number the number of coins that are claimed. So a bunch of small addresses claiming moves the bonus up a lot higher than it may affect down the thing that's being multiplied against, which is the unclaimed coins. And you have to remember the unclaimed coins has a base rate of about 9 million that couldn't possibly claim no matter what because of We Are All Satoshi and whale penalties and Gox Me Not and multi-sig can't claim. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, yeah. And, and the reason why I'm kind of thinking about this, because it almost sounds like, uh, and, and again, don't don't take offense to this, it's just from your description, it sounds more like an MLM tactic for getting people involved mm, to utilize it. It's different. So well, an MLM tactic revolves around you bringing other people on board and them bringing other people on board. And so well, that that's kind of, why it's called an MLM. The, well, the reason why I was, uh, again, I, I was only saying what it has sure. sounded like based on. Well, it sounds virali- like a limited time build. offer. So it sounds like yes. a limited time offer. It's, it does have a lot of pumpamentals in it, but one of those is not the multi-level because there's only one tier of refer is not multi-level. There's only one referrer that can be set period. If you refer somebody who refers somebody, you get no benefit from it. There's only one tier, just like Amazon, just like Tesla. Uh, if you refer somebody, they get a 10% referred bonus. You get a 20% referee bonus or referrer bonus. And that's it. There's no multi-level. So of the many things this may have pumpamentals wise, multi-level is not one of them. We don't have multi-level. Okay. So, so going back to what, well, so based on what you were saying on the yeah. adoption amplifier, right? The reason why I brought that up is the critical mass plus the the, the number of, uh, of smaller addresses and things like that. Yeah. Those are what appear to sound MLM style because you're not looking for necessarily large investment on that side. What it what it sounds like is that you actually want more smaller refers. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just asking because well, I, again, it, I've not looked at 
everything and yeah. I'm just basically so the, you know trying to ask these questions so so let me finish and then and then answer if you can what, what I'm trying to say is that from what you're saying is in the, in, in the virality and the adoption amplifier you and critical mass you literally want smaller wallets doing the referring but only to a singular person and then those people referring to others is, is no, that correct no okay 100 percent not so oh, the okay then clarified right. that's all yeah. i wanted to, that's so all if you I wanted if you wanted to measure the adoption if you wanted to measure the success of the project i think one way to do it is to see how many people claimed their coins they're free to okay. claim and so how would you measure that well there's two ways if you measure just coins claimed then it's overly advantageous to whales because you could get a single whale to claim and as i've said i found a single whale who had over 12,000 btc and he claimed so you know for that guy uh he mattered a lot because he had you know 80 million dollars of btc to claim with yeah. uh now for is it fair that we measure that one person or one entity uh at the same rate that we measure everybody else probably not but also is it fair that one person claiming looks like so many people have claimed probably not and so what do you do yeah. you measure the coins which is the critical mass and then you measure the number of addresses and so each one of them has the ability to amplify the uh the the big payday by a copy of itself so if 100 percent of okay. coins claim then it multiplies the the we are all satoshi big payday times that amount which would be like you know it would double it and then if uh if an, if all the addresses also claimed well then it wouldn't double it it wouldn't double the double they would just both add their own selves it would triple it total so it, it was a way to more accurately measure adoption i was just pointing out the mathematical nuance that if you got a bunch of smaller addresses to claim that you would get a larger bonus from the the if you if you get a lot of coins to claim then they multiply by a smaller number because you're multiplying by the unclaimed coins and then you're having less unclaimed coins to get the the big payday bonus and the critical mass up but you don't have the same result on the uh on the virality side you can get a bunch of small addresses to claim it won't impact the unclaimed number that much but you'll still get a big bonus there. I mean, right now these numbers are so small. I think we've only got maybe 1.5 or 2% of total possible Bitcoin claims to have been made and we're 10% through with the launch phase. So if we get claims at the same rate, you know, um, you could start to do math now. Like since we're already 10% oh. done with the launch phase, you could really start to try and predict what the total supply will be, you know, how many uh, coins we've claimed based on the trend that you see. Like you could, you could try and predict those things now. I have I have one question about that. How much yeah. Bitcoin is being claimed per day? And, and can you Depends on the day. That? It's really wild. Yeah, I just well, use a chart. The yeah, okay. so there's okay. a chart on Hex.Vision, um, and I think yeah, their site is like, uh, <clears throat> I think that we might knock their site over if we all visit it right now because it's very heavy, intense. He basically took every event in Hex and imported it into like a data analysis software called Kibana, and then you can yeah, write your own custom loaded, queries. You can I write your own Kibana. custom queries just... against everything. So if you see here, this shit's so cool. So for instance, he's got an AA leaderboard, which shows you who got the most hex out of AA and how much ETH they input to get it. 
It's so cool. Um, he's got, uh, he's got everything here. Like, so if we scroll down to the very bottom of this, uh, homepage on his dashboard, you can see the A exactly how much hex has been claimed. So it's, it's a very cool chart. Okay. I mean, like I said, I, I'm only asking these questions again, because sure. as, as we've talked, I'm, yeah. I'm learning about this stuff and, and the questions I have are directly related to that. Yeah. And like I said, when, when it came to sounding like an MLM tactic, that's what I gathered from the critical mass plus morality equals the adoption amplifier because literally it just had on a base level it came off that way and understand that it sure. wasn't anything in particular yeah. other than the fact of what it, it sounded like based on number of addresses and coins claimed things like that. Yeah. So so the real question comes back down to um, when, when we start looking at what's going on, the real rub, again, going back to the OA and everything like that, is the percentage of those coins that have been used in the flush addresses, what percentage of hacks is at a mature staking rate when dealing with uh, some of the flush address hacks? And the reason why I, I ask that you is because... You got to rephrase so, it. I don't so, understand. Okay. So there is a large percentage of supply in staking, correct? For my understanding, yes. it's what, 83%, right? Uh, How much of that... Well, something according like to that, the Hex yeah. Vision site, according to the Hex Vision site, eighty-three point like, eight one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what what I was trying to do was figure out what the because based on the based on the Satoshi policy and the or the we are all Satoshi right. bonus and then the the actual penalty, how much of those percent state are in a mature state now? Do do you know? Or does oh, do anyone you know? Do you mean? Well, there's only been, so there's 82,466 active stakes and yes. only 3,510 have ended. And of those 1,357 paid penalties, or maybe that says 1857. Let me zoom in a bit. Uh, is, this is, is just off hexdat.com. Yeah, it's on hexdat.com. Hex? Yeah, okay. if, you, if you go to, uh, to stakes out. and shares. Well, yeah, this is neat. Yeah, it's, there's so many statistics that, it's amazing. Like I haven't looked at all the stats. That's how many there are. So apparently 10 million hex has been paid in penalties, which is a good stat to know. So basically that's cool. Like I didn't, I didn't know that until just this second. I didn't know how much the total penalties paid was. So it's been 1,850. Yeah, give, give me one second. I'm looking yeah. over this one moment. Yeah. It's under hex stakes and shares. It's like the fourth or fifth, uh, table on hexstat.com okay yeah i was just looking at I, I was curious what the total number of the, the mature state well the best the best way to do that i think the best way to 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 know what the future supply will be is to look at the 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 expiration chart that shows you when I the stakes are expiring which well, is yeah, the, I, I was looking at more of the information regarding to what the status was and which ones wouldn't be penalized. And, and what the, the thing is, that, like, like, is that all this stuff I'm, matters so little right now because the markets are so thin. So I think the most liquid market, like I think the total liquidity on the, uh, so the two most liquid markets for hex are bydesk.com, which is a two BD, two BTC a day, without AML KYC limit, uh, over that you have to AML KYC apparently. 
uh, and then uh, Uniswap, which you can get to. You have to go to the website and get the link, or you have to paste the contract address in because it doesn't show up when you type hex. Uh, those are the two most liquid markets. I think that there's about 200 Ethereum on the the bid side on uh, Uniswap, which is like, I don't know, 30 grand or something. So I think well, there's yeah, like- Well, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. What I'm trying to find out here, just based on our conversation and what I learned yeah. about the penalties and things like yeah. that, I'm trying to learn what the percentage of current hex is in what would be considered a penalty-free or non-penalized, uh, you know, able to move those coins and their stake. Oh, sure. As, as, yeah. Oh, I know that yeah. answer. That's very easy. So if you if you go to hexstat.com, that's just the circulating supply. Okay. Um, so so that's that eight billion. Supply. It's eight billion hex. So there's fifty-two billion hex, fifty-one point nine billion hex that have ever been minted, and there's eight point four billion. That are currently not staked. So, okay. so that's how you get the eighty-three point eight one. Is you just say what percent of fifty-two is eight point four? But what percentage of those coins can we like hypothetically here? Let's say the ones that are staked. Which ones would be agnostic of the penalty now if they were to be moved uh, based oh, on? Oh, yeah, probably yeah, a lot what... would be penalized. Probably a lot okay. because the the average stake length is mm -hmm. five. The median stake length is five sixty five. The weighted average is a thousand, and we're only day thirty six in. So massive, okay. massive amounts of the supply cannot be unlocked right now without being very heavily penalized. And so the reason. But, but what, I, that what I'm saying about why that doesn't matter is, if you sold the fucking order book down to zero, you wouldn't make make much money. Because the whole order well, book on the bid side is like, what, 5 BTC or something? You're just not going to get any money selling the fucking thing down to zero. So, well, yeah, point. of course, but mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not looking at market value. Yeah. Again, remember, yeah. I'm not a day trader, nor do yeah. I care about trade policies. What I'm asking yeah. about is purely about the staking percentages, sure. the maturity of those pieces, and yeah. who can be penalized, who cannot be. Those well, everybody that has a stake can be penalized. And it's too, so even the flush addresses can be penalized sure. too. I'm just, I'm just, I'm only asking because well, the flush address uh, can't. It, the flush address doesn't get hex; it gets ETH. The okay. origin address yes. gets hex. If it staked, and if it emergency end staked, it would in effect get a discount or rebate on the penalty because it's sharing in the penalty itself. But since it has never staked, it's just sent to other addresses. You would have to assume that the other addresses that it sent to were also itself. And if, in fact, those other addresses were itself as well, then in that case, it could get a discount on, on emergency unstaking. And then the question arrives, who cares the most in the world about the value of hex? Probably the origin address. And so does the origin address want to nuke the market for the thing that it has? It doesn't seem intelligent for it to do that. So like this appeal... The the idea that something would murder itself because it could is a weird claim. It's like paying any dis any paying any penalty sucks. So so paying a, a discounted rate of a penalty still sucks to pay any penalty at all. And then mm -hmm. do you really if you were the origin address and you had in theory ETH and hex, you could sell the ETH without having the market move against you very hard. But if you tried to sell the hex with a liquid market, you would murder the price. 
So like, why? Well, yeah, but just... I, but again, like like that's that's beyond the scope of what sure. I care to talk about when it comes to price. Like like yeah. I, at price of any asset, I care zero about even Bitcoin. Okay. I, I honestly yeah. don't and never have gave a shit. And again, like, see a lot of, a lot of these asking... things. A lot of these things are not solvable without identity. So when you're dealing when you're dealing with systems that don't track people's identity. There's this wide range of game theory you cannot perform. So if you're to say, you party that has this trait, you're not allowed to do this because you have that trait. Well, then they just pretend that they're not that party. And then you can't. Correct. So, yeah. so, it's, so, so it's like people, people worry about recycling Ethereum back into the contract. And you're like, okay, well, how would you cure that? Okay, we'll lock the ETH. Okay, well, they get a loan against that because it's obvious they have the ETH. So now they get a loan yeah. against that. And they fucking recycle that in. So now what? You can't stop it. It's not. It's not something you can stop. You you can't stop anyone from increasing the price of a freely traded asset. If there's a no, free market, of and it's like. But, but again, we're not talking about pricing at this point. Like, what, what the reason why I was asking that question is because what day are you since launch again? Like thirty. I, I know, like, oh, let me look. Uh, I should probably know. We're on day thirty-eight. We're on day 38. Okay. And, and the reason why I'd asked that question on the mature stakes and, and what was going on was because based on what you had explained and, and based on what, uh, what I'm looking at and what I'm trying to determine here is just what percentage of the coins in the circulating thing, uh, and non-circulating uh, amount right now would be unpenalized based on the rules set up for the network. And that's what I was Very after, few. Right? I, I think, I think the okay. vast majority would, would get harshly penalized due to very long stakes you think or you know well i know there's a difference the the, the, i know okay i, I was again like I so said, we're day 38 in we're day 38 in and the most common length is 565 days so you'd be murdered with penalties i mean but that's fifth, the most common length what are the smallest lengths like again you gave me the mean and the average but what well, the weighted the average length the is amounts. the one that matters the most because it's weighted by the volume, by the size. So the weighted right. average is a thousand and twenty-eight days. So, okay, so like, that's the weighted average. But yeah. what I'm after though is not necessarily. Uh, and again, like I said, I would have to go in and find. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to total up. You'd have to go through this uh, this chart here, which you can zoom into. So you literally can go to this chart. That's the expiring stakes over time chart, and you could zoom Man, in and daily Hextat, see. Yeah, hexstat.com. You could zoom in over and over again and literally see every single day the total of that day. So I'll give you an arbitrary day that has that looks like it has a pretty big peak there. Uh, 38 days from now, on uh, February 16th, there's mm-hmm. gonna be 29 million hex expiring, mm-hmm. which apparently is like 4% of the hex. I, I don't even know how I calculate that. It says cumulative percent. I don't even know what that means actually. But I, but based <laughs> on what you were saying earlier, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. if I misheard you again, yeah. this is just purely sure. based on our conversation. Yeah. What, what I'm asking now is that earlier you had made the comment that people had to stake for an allocated time. One second, my pen just fell. Sure. Uh, sorry about that. That's only but, if you um, that's only if you auto claim. If if you free claim, then you're auto staked for a minimum of three fifty. You can choose longer. If you use the AA system, or if you buy them from somebody else, or if you're a referrer, or if you're a referee in some cases, you can just stake for a day. You can stake for up to 5,555 days, anywhere in between there. So this chart answers all your questions. Like the entire, the entire known system state of the future is already declared here to a degree it's not anywhere else. 
like we have a chart of expiring stakes in the future and I can tell you how many coins are expiring on any single day because I got the chart right in front of me. I could go to okay, every single day. And you day. said 29 million is 4%, correct? Why? Well, I, I, I don't, just I'm just telling you what this chart says. So it says 69 okay. days from now on May, on March 18th, there's 59,976,376 hacks expiring. And it says cumulative percent 5%, but I don't, know what well there was also means. the february one that you mentioned too sure. and that was like the and i'm That's, just again I'm, the february I'm just, one is uh 29 million i'm just looking okay. at the chart right so you can go through this yeah, chart and download I, I, every I, day i'm looking at it. yeah I, I will and like yeah. i said again i i am purely asking these questions based sure. on conversation well it's important because this is to... this this feature is the only coin in the world that i know of that has this feature this is the only one the only cryptocurrency in the world that has a chart, a future market supply, where you can see how many coins are going to be available on a given day. It's a very important feature. It's probably one of well, the yeah, coolest when features we're we have. Talking about, when you're talking about a distributed currency that is outside of mining and things like that. Yeah, sure. That, that's very important to have. Yeah. I mean, again, you, like from a technical perspective, I am, I'm only looking at understanding the, the network, the stakes themselves, and... And the project itself. I am if, you gonna, if you were going to sell, if you were going to sell sixty nine days from now, maybe you'd want to sell sixty eight days from now to front run this guy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe if he saw you front run him, maybe he pays a smaller emergency end stake penalty to front run you. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not sure how it's well, going to yeah, go. Well, yeah, but in a free market, you're going to have people that are going to do yeah. that, right? Like that's yeah. that's part of it. Anytime you have something that's transparent, people always gamify that. Yeah, and then the other thing is, just because a guy's stakes are expiring, you don't know. He might just restake. You don't know, right? Like, I'm very excited to find out how these things play out, particularly as the market gets more liquid. So I have a question. How many coins are able to be unstaked today? Well, uh, today... Because the chart was saying zero. Yeah. Uh, I think today is a shitload. A lot. Today's a lot. Because the chart said zero. No, 697 million could be end stake today. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I, I was looking at the chart. I, I thought it said zero. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. That's just days in the future. So that means today. Okay. Yeah. So today, 697,693,496 hex could be uh, end stake today. But if you tried to sell a billion hex today, actually, I think you could sell that amount. So it's only it's only like one Satoshi. So this is like how much is that? So there's a hundred million. So it's like six or seven BTC, I think, at one Satoshi. So that's seven BTC at one Satoshi. So it's like fifty grand. So if you tried to dump all of that, you would get like you probably. Oh, get less you must than be looking grand. at the chart for your current day, which would be Yeah. Yeah, that's the today. This. For your or is it the ninth for you? Because I thought ninth. the ninth showed zero. Okay, yeah. I was making well, sure. No, that's that the days the in the future. There, there are no. Today, there will be six. Oh, I don't know if this means. I'm actually not sure if this means expiring. I think this okay, means I, that I, could the, be sold today. This is this, this is, is where the confusion I that I was getting, and this is why I'm asking. Yeah. I just again, like I said, because what I saw in the charts at zero, and you're saying it's a no. 90 million, and, and I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm just clarifying this because again, I'm I've pretty sure this side. I'm pretty sure that there's about 700 million hex that is coming out of stake today. That's what I think. Or 
could be end stake today without penalty. That's what I believe this chart says. Okay, so, okay. Because like I said, I, I was curious because if it was yeah. today or tomorrow, because there's a big well, difference. Tomorrow, there's not I, much. Again, tomorrow, it's very yeah, low. Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah, 51 million. I, okay. I mean, like wait, I said, I, I'm just looking at this. Okay. It's 4.8 million tomorrow. And it could change, right? Like, if someone if someone made a very big stake right now and they only made it for one day, then that number would become a lot larger. So the total the total supply that is not already staked, or even this guy this guy that could unstake right now, uh, he could just turn that into a one day stake and then it would appear in tomorrow. Well, no, it wouldn't actually because it starts the next day. So the, if you if you started a stake right now, you'd only be able to impact the the penalty free end stakes two days in the future, because it, your your stake never starts on the day you start it; it starts on the next day. So if you if that guy ended his you know six hundred billion or whatever, I keep calling it a guy. I don't know how many people are there. Yeah, yeah, user person. Yeah, so them, if, if someone yeah. if someone had a Infinity. large stake that could end now, and then they ended it and started it again now. It wouldn't really start until the next day, and then it couldn't really end at its minimum length until the day after that without penalty. Okay. And so there's a two-day, basically you can only get on this chart to do the penalty-free end stake thing like two days from whenever you start. Because you got to okay. start, yeah. and then it like starts the next day and serves that whole day, and then you can end yes. it. So I guess it's, it's so one the... point, so it's one day plus whatever amount of time lag there is between when you start and the end of the first day. <clears throat> okay, so the next question I have then is, what is the total amount of unlocked hex that could be unlocked? And I'm not talking about circulating. That's that, uh, that's that uh, 8 billion number that we, that we had okay. earlier. That's okay, the circulating. Okay. Again, I'm just confirming the facts yeah. on that. Like I said, I'm 8.41. really looking. Yeah, 8.41 billion. So it's 52 okay. billion that's ever been minted. And of that, there's eight billion that are circulating. And yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I had the numbers right. And, and again, like I said, I'm looking at just the sure. chart, and I've never looked yep. at this chart. I've never looked at any yep. of Hex's stuff outside of the code, and and looking up, you know, um, just fundamental stuff about the, the, some of the site stuff and regards to that because i again i wanted to come into this without a bias yeah because so I there's felt every that if i came in here with a bias yeah. then you would literally paint me just like the other people well like, i love hard questions i love it and i love people who have read the code because the code's what matters mm -hmm. like we have a fully functional trustless system where thousands and thousands and thousands of people have interacted with it thousands and thousands and thousands of times and created really cool charts of their behaviors. Like this is the real deal. There's so much more data to look at here. In Bitcoin, you don't have shit to look at. You've got the I mean, hash you got, rate. You got the data that matters. Like, like for most of Bitcoin, I mean, again, like when you start talking about two different paradigms, right? Well, like, you just like, don't have that much to look at. You've got hash rate, well, yeah. and you've got price, and you've got circulating what? coins. Which means nothing. Like, you like, <laughs> I mean, I wish there was more to look at. You've got, you know, your on-chain volume. Is the network being spammed? How much room's left in the box? And then you're like out of shit to look at. There's so much more to look at here. There's really no. eight times as much stuff to look at. No, I and a hundred percent understand that. Like what I'm saying is, but the, that again is comparing. Apples to oranges. Yeah, different, and two different, different things. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And so, like, trying to compare the two is, is actually kind of here's a fun point, number, right? Like, even even from fundamental standpoints, it's a moot point to compare the two because both, while they may be cryptocurrencies, one behaves much different. One has a different ecosystem than the other. One has a completely different structure. Yeah. One has a completely different control entity and things like that of how it works. Let's so, let's take a look at how much ETH has been transformed into hex, or at least. Uh, has been sent to the contract to be transformed uh, or been sent to the contract at all. There's 52,948.5 Ethereum that have been sent mm-hmm. to the contract. And if we look at the Ethereum price, <clears throat> the Ethereum price appears to be $136, depending on where you're buying it. It's like 135.8 some places, but we'll just use 136. Mm-hmm. 136 times 52948.5, 7.2 million. Not that bad. Uh, it was higher back when Ethereum was $150. So if the, let's see what that would look like. 150. Hello, keyword. 52948.5. About eight million, seven point nine four million. It's not actually that much in crypto terms. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not a fifty that, million dollar raise like some of right. these places that they just right. put weird yep. stuff on their site. Yeah. Uh, or it's actually still pretty small. Some others. Yeah. So and, and then what's the market cap right now for Hex? Because like whenever I look comedically on CMC, low. Comedically. Well, low. when I look on CMC, they're not even giving a volume right now. Well, the ch- so here's here's the problem with coin market cap that people don't understand. Hex is traded on over ten exchanges. Two of the exchanges mm-hmm. has the vast majority of the volume, which is Bydesk.com, which is not tracked by coin market cap, and Uniswap. Is there a reason? For, Uniswap. Well, you talked to me about Uniswap, but Bydesk, they're also not tracked by. They're also not tracked by coin market cap. So the the well, two exchanges that does all the volume aren't tracked by coin market cap. The only exchange. The only exchanges that are tracked by CoinMarketCap that Hex trades on are Tags, T-A-G-Z, out of Australia, which AMLKYC is you. They're the only one that they count volume on. And I think literally it does like single dollars a day of volume. I think the market cap, the market cap chart on CoinMarketCap shows the market cap for Hex is four US dollars total. Four. Well, right now when I'm looking at it, it shows a question mark, so it's unknown. No, but if you, the the chart, if you go to the chart, if you go to the chart on the left side, there's a scale on the chart. Oh yeah. And yeah, the yeah. last time I looked at it, this yeah. just said four dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And people say, people say, Richard, that ten thousand X claims impossible. You're like, really? I don't know, man. Well, Bitcoin's right now up seven point five US dollars. So, uh, <laughs> as of today. So, yeah, like, like I said, the reason why I'm asking these questions is because literally as, as someone who's just looking at a project and yeah. who's looking at what Hex is and what it isn't and, yeah. and not being construed or biased with the FUD or anything like that, because literally, I, again, I I was asked to talk to you on the first stream with, with uh, crypto. And from there, I wanted an opportunity because I, I couldn't contribute much to that conversation, as I only had a thirty-minute heads up. You gotta come to coin, go to coin market cap, man. You gotta go to coin market cap. This is so. Look at that right now. Okay, so you see how it says market cap in blue on the left? That scale goes from zero dollars to four dollars. Yeah, I see it. It says on. And December, it's just, and you know what? Actually, okay, okay. So it just literally says the market cap is zero. 
Now, why does it say the market cap zero? I'm not exactly sure. So I believe that CoinMarketCap requires you to submit a form in order to get your circulating supply changed, which in Hex is a little bit crazy because the circulating supply is entirely based on whether people staked a lot that day or not, or if big stake came off stake or not. And so in Hex, the circulating supply actually equals the ERC-20 standard total supply because we burn the coins on stake. So when the coins get staked, they get burnt and then they don't exist anymore. So our, our total supply in ERC-20 terms actually equals a circulating supply. And our actual total supply, you can look up on Etherscan and it's called allocated supply. That's our actual total supply. That, so that's, that's all the coins that have ever been minted. And then if, if a coin gets burnt, it gets logged you know, it's still in the allocated supply. So if we, if we wanted to use our own math, our own numbers that we know to be right, uh, using hex stat, uh, we could, we could generate our own actual market cap that was accurate. That has nothing to do with coin market cap because one, their total supplies off by a factor of four, like the actual, well, their total supplies off by an actor of factor of 10 or more 20, because we know the actual total supply is, so they say it's 2 billion and we know it's actually 52 billion. So that's off by 25x to start with, just off by 25x to fucking start. And now we know our circulating is actually 8 billion, and they don't even know what the circulating is. Like, it's not even listed there. It's just a question mark. Hopefully someone can port this data from Hextat to here um, or some other reputable place. You could, they could port it from Etherscan. Um, you just need to know, you know, what, what data to look at. Etherscan knows it, so they could know it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, like... I, I get that part, and and like with with regards to those exchanges not reporting the coin market cap, I mean, th there's a number of issues with that, and there's a number of issues with with how coin market cap works that people don't like. There's some ways that you know people have also discovered that exchanges are lying about volume and things like that. So so they tried to a, fix that. Coin market cap did release a uh, a new feature oh, called liquidity to to address that. Um, so if we take eight billion as the market supply. And we say it's for sale for a Satoshi, which it is. Mm -hmm. You could you could buy it or sell it for a Satoshi. Last I looked, so that's uh, so if it so there's a hundred million Satoshis to a Bitcoin. If it were eight hundred million, that would be eight Bitcoin. But since it's eight billion, that's the same as eight thousand. Uh, I have to do the fucking math. Damn you, math! Eight billion. I did number okay eight million billion times point one two three four five six seven one. I had to have done that wrong. So just eight Bitcoin. It can't be right. Is that right? What uh, what's the math? Let's do it again. So if there was eight million, then it would just be six zeros. But it's eight billion, so we add three zeros. And then we multiply that by, uh, so that's 8 billion. And now they're worth a Satoshi each. So a Satoshi is 0. 0.1234567. It's 80 BTC. So the total market cap is 80 Bitcoin. And that's taking circulating supply times one Satoshi. And then you multiply that times, uh, what is it, like 7,500? It's like 600,000 total well, market cap. It's not very much. 
Yeah. No, now, what's I, interesting I, I, is, yeah. what's interesting is, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a day comes into the adoption amplifier. So, for instance, yesterday, uh, the adoption amplifier got three hundred and seventy-five ETH, and that was about one hundred and thirty-five dollars, I think, each. So let's do that. One thirty-five times three seventy-five. That's fifty grand yesterday. So fifty thousand dollars came in the adoption amplifier yesterday, but the market cap of the currency is only six hundred thousand. It's a little funky. <laughs> it's like the market cap's high. Like the, the market, the market cap's a little funky, if you ask me. <clears throat> yeah, I understand that. I mean, like I said, I, I'm just for myself. I'm only looking at the data that has been provided see, to me in this conversation and reviewing what I see yeah. and what I can verify myself Here, based on a number of factors. Here's something that's very now, unique about Hex in regards to market cap. In Bitcoin, if the price goes up, market cap goes up. Why? Because the circulating supply doesn't fucking change. They still count Satoshi's coins in the circulating supply. You know how stupid that is? It's very stupid. Well, they're yeah, they still count my coin. They count, they count everybody's yeah. coins still in right. circulating supply. Yeah. Just very stupid. There and doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Well, so it's they're obviously the reason, not circulating. Well, the reason why they have that done and... And to be honest, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, due to its permissionless nature, it, they could become unlocked and in circulation right sure. now. I mean, literally, yeah, I sure. can unlock some keys and, and people would be like, oh, my God, this know, coin's sure. moving. Yeah. And so, I mean, so, like I, I understand. What, what, oh. So, but Hex is very unique and special in that the more successful it is, the lower the market cap goes. If you stake your coins... Is that good for hex? Yes. Does it remove circulating supply? Yes. Does it mean you can't dump them? Yes, because you can't transfer staked coins to exchange to sell them. Because you can't transfer staked coins. So in hex, the circulating supply decreases, which is good for the currency. And in effect, that lowers the market cap because it lowers the circulating supply. So in hex, the better it's doing and the higher ROI that it gets, the lower the circulating supply, the lower the market cap. And you'd have to overcompensate for that missing market cap you'd, to get the same, for the missing circulating supply to get the same market cap, you'd have to amplify the price even more. So you end up with is a stealth currency, which could get very high ROI versus USD, but still not move that high up the market cap charts because it keeps getting a reducing circulating supply, which keeps reducing the market cap. I don't know of any other right. currency that works like that. Where the better it yeah, does, the lower the market cap gets. I'm not sure on that part. And like I said, when it comes to... Um, well, market cap market doesn't use total or... supply. It doesn't use total supply ever. Yes. That's not how market cap works. So I, I don't know of any other currency that has that metric where the more successful it does, the lower the market cap gets. I mean, look at Hex now. The market cap, if a bunch of people unlocked their coins right now, the market cap would multiply. It's just hilarious. Like it's not, a, I don't think it just shows that market cap's weird. Yeah. Market caps are weird because especially in this space, because it's hard to distinguish what they mean by market cap, right? Like, is it just purely trade volume? Is it purely buy sells or is it, uh, you it's know, just last price of, time circling supply. Well, yeah, of course. But again, but how yeah. you're deriving circulating supply, are you deriving circulating supply from coins that are available or are you, right. because if that's the case, and coins have been lost or whatever would yeah. still be technically in circulating supply, which I mean, realistically, they still are because just someone has to get the phrase and then it'll work. I, I like um, I like ROI percent. 
I want something that goes up a lot of percent. That's what I like. And the funny thing about that is since everybody basically overvalued Hex on day one and they gave it a $2 billion valuation on day one because they all in day one instead of scaling in over time in a, in a year-long launch phase, no raindrop thinks it's the storm. So everybody set their own price and then people jump in day one. And because they did that, other people that jumped in day one also got a lower ratio. And then now the price, uh, the ratio dropped a lot. So if you got in day one, you only got like 40,000 hex per your Ethereum. But if you get in now, you get 1.6 million hex for your Ethereum. I think that's like well, I mean, 40 yeah, x like, better. Well, again, <clears throat> that also depends on how you look at 40 x better and also defines, it also depends on the individual, right? right? Like for myself, I won't buy hacks. There's sure. again nothing wrong with you know it's that. Fine. It's again it's a personal choice, right? Yeah. Like like people who are buying into something, they make those decisions. Yeah. But uh Richard, I got about a few minutes and now I'm gonna have All to right. get ready to go because I have to actually go interview a developer to hire. Good luck, man. Uh and well so all Hope I you don't get a professional on, interviewer. Uh no 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 no. I'm interviewing them. Like I No, but I mean some guys they just interview so much that they're good at interviewing but they're not good at working. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's, yeah. that's always a problem when you're looking for development help. Uh, but like I said, one of the things that I am, you know, I am interested in is the fact that some of the, the questions still remain. And, and one of the questions that, you know, still are open and, and will, I guess, always remain open because if you're going to, to pull the stance that's not security, is that who controls the origin or, yeah, the origin address, who controls the flush addresses, things like that, and, and who are those owners? I and hope you never I, find I understand. Well, I, I, I hope you never that, find uh, out. I hope no one ever finds out. It's not. Well, it's, why is that? If you don't mind me asking, why do you hope no well, one ever finds out? I am at personal risk of going to jail if I do things that are illegal. And so I like to do things that are legal. And so I care very, very, very much that you guys understand that you should have no expectations of any profit from the work of others. It's very important to I me. I have no so, I have no, so I have no, no promises. I have no expectations yep. from anyone because if you have expectations, you're going to be sadly mistaken. They always are never up to what your expectations are. That's that's life. I mean, literally, you go through life without expectations, you'll be a much happier person. When you have high or lower accurate expectations, expectation, sure. Yeah. So I yeah, don't want anyone to have expectations of the work of others. I don't want anyone to think that this uh, is some type of company where they get some type of rights or there's some type of dividends happening or anything like that. None of those things. So no promises, no expectations of others. You're the network. You mint your own coins. You mint your own rewards. There's no essential efforts from any other party. If I die, the website goes down. Hex is unaffected. You can go on Etherscan, use it as you want. You can go on Monarch. When they're done, use it as you want. You could build your own clients. There's a guy that's already built his own version of uh, Hex.win. Uh, I can't remember what he calls it. I think he calls it another Hex or something. Um, All right. so there's, and so I don't want to go to jail question. because you guys use your brains improperly. So I want not you particularly, well, but hold the audience. On. So, 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 so <clears throat> don't, don't say that because like now you're going to make me ask the question I was going to avoid asking. Uh -huh. And now because you made that go comment, I, again, Ask. I don't mind. And, and the real question is, is did you, or did you not exit scam with people's ETH? And did that not line your pockets? And that's, that's the, the, you can't uh, exit scam someone. Million from something that they sure, will never benefit from. Scam, but no, but, it's when, not an exit scam, but did you profit off of the origin address? That's the real question. The origin address didn't get ETH. The flush address got ETH. 
Okay, sorry. The flush address. Yes. Did you or did you not profit off the flush address? I don't tell you. I don't tell you. I hope that you never find out who the flush address is. I hope you never find out who the origin address is. It is irrelevant to whether you run the code or not. If you like the code and you want to run the code, go ahead and run it. If you don't like the way it's set up, don't. It's okay. It's fully functional. It's got thousands and thousands of users. It's, they've opened up like 60,000 or 70,000 stakes. They've claimed 25,000 Bitcoin. Or no, 160,000 plus Bitcoin, over 25,000 Bitcoin addresses. We put on, you know... 50 to 100 users a day in the chat rooms. Everything is going very, very well. If you don't like Hex and you don't like the way it's set up or you don't like uh, some large address that gets a large percent, well, you probably shouldn't well, be in any of the top 10 cryptos because every top 10 crypto has got whales all up in it. So all right. if, if you prefer and some then, other whales and some other top 10 crypto, go go. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, the only thing I can yeah. say from me being in the Hex chat and mm -hmm. only seeing it because you had invited me uh, so that we could converse uh, at any point about, you know, what was going on mm -hmm. and trying to schedule this thing. Yep. The only thing I saw recently was, man, that was a big clearing of, of a lot of stuff. I don't know all the details because I don't follow Telegram. I, I literally have so many other damn things going on. I don't pay attention to When you to say all clearing, all I what know do you mean, that, like deleting messages? Oh, uh, no. I, well, no, no. It's just like people getting kicked out of the room and stuff. I saw all those notifications because I had notifications on. When? One night there was like a... Oh, it was the other day. Oh, like a, a few, few days ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what I, happens I is I used to run notifications. Yeah, I used to run a chat room that. called Hexbad that I would just mm -hmm. troll people trolls basically. So <laughs> like I created my own hate hex and hate me chat room where I gathered up hundreds of people that hate me and hate hex. And then I would troll them and they would troll me and we would, you know, have jabs at each other and stuff. And then after a few months of that I just measured was anything actually getting better? Like, was this a good use of their time? Was it a good use of my time? The memes didn't get any better or funnier. Like it just got lame. And so I said, all right, I'm going to, as a new year's resolution, I'm going to improve everyone's lives and I'm just going to get rid of that. So I blocked everyone and deleted everything. And so uh, it's just one message that says now, like go do something good with your life. Stop, stop being a shadow yeah. of other people, go and build and create and quit spending your time hating on people just actually ending up promoting them anyway. It's, it's in no one's interest. It's like, it's just crazy. So, all right. Well, I have one <clears> question <throat> of some research yeah. that I did do mm -hmm. that, uh, I spent some time, uh, and you know, without anyone, without looking at anything with that. And the question is, why is it that the timing of the flush address directly correlated with your removal of the other devs that were on the website? What do you mean? Uh, well, your site changed and, yeah. What, what I mean by that is the timing of one of the flush addresses being used. I saw uh, the time on Etherscan, and then I looked at a web archive, and uh -huh. I saw some dev addresses were removed. And the only reason I bring that up is because I was trying to figure out who owned the origin address. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that, that there was any timing that was the same. If there was, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of it. I don't do chain analysis on the, on the flush addresses, so I'm not an expert on their timings i wasn't either i was looking yeah. at timing of events and timing yeah. of changes to the hex website uh -huh. and the only reason i did that is because i was looking for correlation information uh only to try to determine who may be the owner not because of trying uh -huh. to expose them or anything because i don't care no it's just for curiosity me, it I understand. Was, sure. yeah, yeah yeah so i don't me, i don't I, think I, there's I, any relationship between those two um i can tell you that i switched the team profiles to websites so there used to be a, a bunch of faces on there and they got changed to websites instead. So I used to be on there. And then yeah, if, if I'm know. promoting a project that lets you know to have no expectations and to have no essential effort, well, then it's pretty useful to not have my face there. 
because now you care even less that I exist and we can focus on the product. So I think the fact that Hexstat exists as a website made by the community is more important to the project than I exist because Hexstat does more work than I do. Like I may have had this conversation with you, but Hexstat is serving people cool ass charts and information all day long. And I'm not serving you any charts. I don't think I've ever showed a hex chart in my life on on stream ever. So again, I'm not making accusations of that. Literally. I don't think, I I don't think there's any relationship between those things. So I replaced, I I replaced the team. I replaced the team with websites and the websites are all better than the team members are because most of the stuff's done like hex. For instance, let's take uh, a That was very useful to have a simulator and a modeling tool back before hex existed to try and figure out what might happen. But it's much less useful now that we have the real data from what is actually happening. And I think we could generate better models now with a month of data than his models. So his website didn't make uh, the list of the sites that are at the bottom there that are, that are super useful. Um, yeah. So I just replaced the team with websites and it's better. Way better. Okay, like I said, I, I had done some digging. I'm not gonna yeah. disclose any names on, on people who are associated with the project. No, 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 no. What Hold on, I think this is side. important to mention. No one that is on that website has a single fucking line of code in hex. Let yeah, me repeat I've seen that for you guys. Who committed. I, I, everyone, I've seen people who committed. Yes. Everyone that yeah. was on the website has committed absolutely no code to hex whatsoever. Sure. None yes, of the people no, on the homepage has ever committed any code that's actually in the hex project. So none of them fucking has anything to do with the hex code, like nothing. Yeah, I, I'm not making that statement at all. Yeah. What, what I was saying is basically I did some digging on that. Yeah. I looked at your GitHub, obviously. Yeah. I looked at who had been committing, yeah. who had done what. And, and from there, I, I can't confirm that, that I didn't see any similar names. Now there was one nope. GitHub user ID, but I'm not trying to, yeah. to dox that yeah. GitHub user ID because well, we don't even use GitHub. We don't even use GitHub. Huh? We use GitLab. The, the code that's on GitHub oh. is not in the project. None of the like yeah, a, the code that's not in the code that's on yeah. GitHub is not in the project. If you look at the code, I, I know, on but scan, in the code on GitLab yeah, yeah. is. Sure. I also yeah. looked on GitLab, but yeah. what I was referring to is that there was only one alias that didn't make any sense with with verifying that they weren't listed yeah. on the site at all. And yeah. again, I choose not to disclose who that yeah. user may be because yeah. it's not my responsibility, nor yeah. do I care. I'm just yeah. simply bringing up facts of, of the things that I did in my looking and figuring out what was going I on wish, with look, that. I, I wish that the guys around the site did have a code in the project and then the shit might've been done quicker, but it just turned out to be too fucking hard. Like I went through so many devs that, that they would work a little and they'd make some progress and, and then they would just stall out. And you're like, yo, well, where are the commits? Like continue writing, please. And it was just too hard for most people. It was just too fucking hard. So, you know, and, and the other problem is when you start working on open source code, like a lot of people uh, only partially commit to doing that. It takes time. It takes commitment yeah. because you're sacrificing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, yeah, sure. You may be getting paid, but at the same time, you're sacrificing work that is literally going to be most likely taken from someone else or another entity and uh, used in some other projects, things like that. So I, so I get that. So, Richard, I, I need to wrap this up. It's good talking. I, I want to say thank you for reading the talk. code. Yeah, and, and thank you for answering the questions and, and providing some clarity. And uh, like I said, I, I wanted to make sure that this talk was different than, than other people trying to come it. in. And, 
I do appreciate and, it. We looked at real it, numbers. It just pitched that matters. Yeah, the real numbers matter. The code matters. That's what really matters. The personalities and the 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 politics and shit. That's not as important as the code. All right. Well, look. I want to say uh, have a great day. And like too, I said, man. I just I didn't want to come in here with a pitchfork, and Thank I came you. in here with questions asking based on it. the conversation and derived from that. So have a great day. Uh, too, hopefully, man. we'll talk soon. Ciao, bro. Later, man. Well, chat, that was a good talk. It's nice to interact with somebody that actually reads the code. Uh, you know, it's public. You can read it. You can verify it. You can read the audits. I wish more people would do it. Then we could get credit for having great code. If no one reads it, you know, it's hard to, to get the credit you deserve. <clears throat> Let's take a look at chat real quick here. Hopefully you guys have some good questions. If you don't, these lights always make me sweaty. If you guys don't have good questions, I'm going to head on off so here's your chance i know it's like you know because we streaming at 4k it's a good delay between when i say stuff and when you hear it i'm just waiting for questions to show up here one three three seven is that a date no uh, it just looks like the word leet if you turn it upside down, like calculator code. Like you could do boobs, you know, like 58008. Turn your calculator upside down. These are old school, old school LCD display tricks. So 1337, one, it's uh, just Google it, man. Easy. What size bra do I wear? I've never tried one, but uh, I'd assume like a big B or a small C, I guess. Always a useful question. Let's, let's go down to chat here and click the hide user. Where'd he go? Maybe one of my other admins already got him. Then we don't ever have to see him again. <laughs> Is anyone working on a more user-friendly hex wallet? Bro, how user-friendly do you want? Like... It's really user-friendly already. Uh, so yeah, someone made a copy of it, but I don't know that his copy is any better. I think over time, more people will, will build their own version. So why don't you build one? Give it a shot, man. Where'd the ETH go? Why do you care? It's not yours. Don't worry about it. It'll never benefit you. Uh, quit counting other people's money. Any way to check the balances without logging into MetaMask? I don't know what balances you mean. You can go to Etherscan and type any address and check its ERC20 balances, I think. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, I don't know what balances you mean. You'd have to be more clear. Can I have the code that connects UI with smart contract? If you're smart, you can figure out how to get it because it's in the browser. So if you're not smart enough to figure out how to get it, you shouldn't be touching financial applications anyway. So if you're not if you're not smart enough to have already answered your own question, you're not smart enough to work with the code anyway. <clears throat> Can I have some ETH? Not for me, no. When does the daily supply reduce? Mm, 
I don't, I don't get it. New coins are minted every day. When never, I mean, I guess if enough people lock their coins, if enough people like, if so many people lock their coins in a day that it ate up extra days of supply, then in theory your circulating would go down. So I guess you could have a reduction in circulating supply, which is what can hit the market. So I guess any day someone makes a whole bunch of stakes, but didn't make them previously so they could load them all in one day, I guess. Why did Roger Ver delist Hex from a site? I don't think he did. I think I think Hex is still on Bitcoin.com, so I don't know what you're talking about. When will we become rich from Hex Bra in all caps? Well, if you bought the day before yesterday, I think the price went up 25% since then. So congrats on your 25% up, I think. Check the chart. It depends on what the price is and when you buy it, right? So I can't tell you, man. I don't know what your definition for rich is either. Scrolling down. Any chart info you think would be cool that you haven't seen yet? Mm. I wouldn't mind knowing what like the predicted total supply might be if like we just kind of like had static claims and like static everything the way it is going just the, for the rest of the way out. I don't think that will be the case. I think we'll have changes from now till the end, but I'd just be curious what the total supply would be. I mean, right now, I guess we could do that math on our own, but I'm a little tired. I don't want to do it right now. Cause I want to know, is it like 600 billion or is it 700 billion or is, is it 650 and why, you know, so I'd like to know what the total supply will be at the end of claim phase with reasonable assumptions from now. And I, and I haven't done that math yet. And if we, if I felt like throwing 10 minutes at it, we could do it now, but I just don't feel like doing it. All right. I'm going to do it. So right now, <laughs> right now, the, uh, the total supply of hacks is about 52 billion and we had an extra billion on day one. So let's call it, let's call it 51 billion now. And we're 38 days in to a 351 day launch. And so there will be this day plus, all right, let's do that math. 350, all right, 351 minus 38. And let's check for the fence post error, which is, I think we include a day, which would make this, I think, 314. Might be wrong. No, just 314. So 314. All right, let's go backwards here. 
let's assume only 37 days has passed. No. So we've had 37 minting periods that weren't the first day. And our total supply is 52 billion, but we'll subtract out the, the first day. So that's 51 billion. So let's take 51 billion over 38 days. Uh, 38. Okay, that's about 1.34 billion a day. That's what I see here. Three, 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 1.34 billion. So it looks like if we don't include the first day, which had a billion seed, and we just count the days that have minted, which is 37 days of mints, because we're on the 38th day and it hasn't minted yet, it mints at the end. So it's about 1.34 billion per day. And we've got 314 mints left to reach day 351. And that's just going to give us the number without big payday. So the supply without big payday, so I'm just going to multiply this by 314. And I'm going to divide it by a billion. I think it's 421 billion, but let's take a look. Yeah, it's 421 billion. So the supply at this rate is about 421 billion before big payday. And so then the question is how big is big payday? That's a good question. Probably pretty big, that's my guess. Yeah, so I guess I'd like to know I'd like to know how big big payday is. I think that I think the site might tell us that and we would have to so right now yeah there's some more math to be done this is a little bit harder than I thought it'd be because I, I can't give you a number very easily on big payday because you'd have to like there's a lot more assumptions to be done so I'm still guessing 640 billion maybe something like that that's my guess all right going back to chat sorry I couldn't get you a more specific number there y'all I forgot that big payday was a little bit harder to calculate. I did just fine on the uh, on the minting that we're having now, but we're not, you know. Big payday also has to be accounted for. Somebody says, in my opinion, Trayvon James and Craig Grant are stained to this industry. So what you say that these weirdos promoted your project. I've watched their videos about hacks and I thought they were fun to watch. And I got to see Craig actually run the flush function on the contract. And I got to see uh, him staking millions and millions of hacks that he's got as a referrer. I don't know what more you want. I mean, maybe the other projects they promote aren't good. That could be the case but I haven't watched those videos, so I don't know. I don't know about those. From what I've seen, their hex content seems nice. If you don't like them, why don't you go make better hex content and starve them for viewers? Instead, I imagine you're just gonna sit there and comment like a bitch, and you're afraid to get on screen, and you're afraid to do anything useful, and so you just sit and chat and cry and complain. That's my guess. So I'll take them over you, useless complainer guy. <clears throat> Now look, they might they might do all kinds of terrible things in their free time, and I don't know about it. I just know 
about the stuff they've done in regards to Hex, and it seemed fine. Better than fine, really. Um, but I thought their content was good. Like, he made a steak ladder. He's like, look, I've got steaks ending every day. That's cool. I'd never seen anyone do a video on steak laddering before. I'd never seen a video of someone showing the referral stats before. What more do you want? Like, that seems like good content. I'm sure some of the stuff they said is inaccurate, but what do you want? It's YouTube. Like, I know for a fact some Trayvon said some shit that didn't make no damn sense to me. <laughs> He's saying stuff like, ah, oh, I think Hex is going to be its own coin and have its own network. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Why? Being on the same chain is awesome. If you can stay on the same chain, do it. And when you leave the same chain, then you get counterparties in the middle, which make everything crappier. So the fact that we could have you know, trustless, awesome, fast swaps between Hex and ETH because we're on the ETH chain. If we weren't on the ETH chain, you'd have to have crappy middleware like Atomic Cross Swaps, which doubles the number of transactions that need done and adds a lot of lag time, or centralized counterparties. Like, if you can be on the same chain, be on the same chain. Hex works great where it's at. It's the correct ecosystem. There's no reason for us to launch our own chain. It would just be stupid. People might think it's better. It's not better. You know, if if for some reason we had to for throughput reasons or some other weird reasons, fine. But don't do it ahead of time. Why? <clears throat> Will you give us a house tour or dungeon tour or bunker tour or whatever this location is? <laughs> no. Somebody says, "Yo, Roger did delist hex." Okay, I don't I don't care if he does. They added it because they wanted to make their exchange more popular, and Hex is very hot and popular currently. So if they delist it, that's fine. I don't care. It doesn't do any volume anyway. Like the exchange exchanges are as useful as they bring users. Did getting listed on ten exchanges bring Hex users? I don't think so. I think most of the exchanges Hex got listed on, Hex brought them more users than they brought Hex. So as long as that's the case, the only exchanges I care about are the ones that are doing volume. And the ones that are doing volume are Uniswap, which is trustless and audited with no AML KYC counterparty risk bullshit, and Bydesk, which seems to be working fine. So that's where the volume is. Those are the places that matter now. If all the other exchanges delisted Hex, I really wouldn't give a shit um, at all. But why? Why would I care? They don't do any volume, and they're not bringing users. So... If, a, if an exchange existed that did onboard users to Hex, then I might care. Um, but right now, I, I don't. Like, I care about the places it does volume, which is Bydesk and Uniswap currently. <clears throat> yeah, so someone posts, once the AA ends, if in fact it does, which I'm very sure it does, uh, then is all economic energy that will be diverted to two exchanges to buy hacks. Well, you, you won't be able to mint your own through AA anymore. So if there's static or increasing demand, then there would be a shift, yes. Uh, so far, over 7 million has been absent from the exchanges. So what he's describing is, right now, if you counted the amount that people are minting from the adoption amplifier, which has been around $7 million worth of, uh, worth of hacks, well, I'm not sure that's the right way to say it. $7 million of Ethereum about has been transformed into Hex about. 
And if there wasn't that mechanism for people to mint their own hex, then they may have tried to purchase it from exchange. But then the question would become, well, where did the exchange coins come from? <laughs> they don't, you know, the coins have to come from somewhere. So the only way that hex get created is by free claiming them or uh, referring or uh, minting them in AA. And so if AA didn't exist, then you've just got free claims. You know, it's like I d exchanges don't bring users in my experience. If exchanges brought users, things wouldn't get delisted, but things get delisted all the time. Why do things get delisted? Because it was on an exchange and it wasn't doing volume, so they got rid of it so that I don't have to maintain a client and do customer service for something they're not making that much money on. It's actually very expensive to run an exchange and it's very expensive to support a coin and take the risk of attacks against it. And uh, if people aren't doing a lot of volume on that pair every day to pay for someone to watch it and make sure it runs right and up, you know, update the client and make sure the client runs right, that's responsible for maintaining the balances of the exchange's wallet on that pair, then delist it and be free of the worry and the problems of something that's not profitable. So. The question is, of what value is there to be listed on an exchange? Well, maybe it brings new users. Okay, well, if that's the case, how does that happen? The exchange has to market your product to their users. Okay, well, are they going to do that? And is it going to work? Well, that's a lot of ifs. And if, the, and if they were doing that for those other coins, why are those other coins being delisted? So I'm not, I am a big fan of users. I'm a big, and since we've already got trustless minting your own coins in AA or free claim or refer or Uniswap where you can sell hex if you want. You guys want to sell your hex? Go to uniswap.exchange, paste the contract address in the search box or go to hex.win or pumpamentals.com if you want a 10% bonus on free claiming and transform a hex via AA. Scroll down to the bottom and click the uniswap.exchange link and it will take you directly there. And then you could sell all the hex you want not all, but a lot, right? I think there's 200 ETH on the order book and people, I think, arbitrage it versus other places. So eventually more liquidity shows up there because of the people arbitraging. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to do any of that centralized exchange garbage. Like you can do it all decentralized. You can do it all trustless. You can do it all through audited contracts with no one eyeballing you. So, you know, what do we... If you want to, if you're on Binance and you want to get Hex, take whatever you got, exchange it into ETH, put in the adoption amplifier, or go to Uniswap. And I think you get uh, 1.6 million, last I looked, 1.6 million Hex for every ETH. Well, okay, there you go. Trustless. Okay, so what do we need to directly be listed on Binance for? Why? So you can skip the conversion to ETH and just go directly from BTC to Hex or something? Okay. Sure, that would be better, but how much better? A little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> like we've already got all the trustless, awesome liquidity that we want in the Ethereum to Hex pair and, and you can get from anything else into ETH. So we don't really need that. Would it be nice if they want to list it? Fine, go ahead, if it brings users. But if it's just another place that just divides liquidity up and now our liquidity gets spread over more places, I don't see the value in that. Um, so like I'm not, because Uniswap is so awesome and because the AA system is so awesome, there's just not as much need to get listed places because if people want in, they can get in. They want out, they can get out. 
We don't need listed on, on exchanges to do that. You can do it right now. And people are doing it. <clears throat> For real, go to hex.win or pumpamentals.com, scroll down to the bottom, click the Uniswap link, and take a look. It's really, really cool. And take a look at the you know 7 p.m. EST every day. The adoption amplifier uh, closes, and you can see what the ratio was. And you get bonus, you know. What's on my bucket list? I don't actually have one. Oh, I mean, SciVive book is on there, I guess. That's about it. Why Hex is not listed on any important exchanges? I don't know, dude. It's 30 days old, man. What do you want? <laughs> go list it. You want it somewhere important? You go do it. 30-day old coin. Come on. How many exchanges was Bitcoin listed on when it first existed? Zero. And then just one for a very long time. We're on 10. Like, come on. You want in, you can get in. You want out, you can get out. The exchanges are not a problem. If they could bring users through marketing to their own customer base or giving them free hacks from claiming with their cold wallet, then great. But if not, if, if it's going to be the same that we've seen from eight of the 10, who cares? Like, oh, you know, it's listed someplace that doesn't do volume. Great. Who cares? I don't care. Do you have enough sunlight? No. I don't get out, man. I just wake up, look at the computer, and then go to sleep. It's not that healthy. Working out now, now that New Year's happened, working out, so getting stronger, but not getting a tan. Oh, somebody says we as a community should just tip each other in Hex. We already have that. We have tip bot on all the Telegram channels. It's very, very easy. So just go into Hex Crypto, t.me forward slash Hex Crypto, and type exclamation mark tip and it will give you instructions. Someone says, people have never heard of Hex would trade it if there was a pair. Yeah? Well, how come they're not doing it on any eight other exchanges that aren't doing volume? Like the ones that are traded, like tracked by CoinMarketCap, like Tags and Fork Delta. Because, dude, this is not how it works. It's the same reason things get delisted. What, what matters is users and marketing, not existing on a pair. No one, the pair doesn't mean shit. No, no one's doing volume just because it appeared. Can I buy those candles? I don't know. These candles kind of suck, dude. I, I wouldn't buy these ones again. I like my red ones better. Somebody says Hex is still listed at Roger's site. Wouldn't surprise me. Like I, It doesn't matter to me, but like I think it's still there. I hope one day it does volume. Like... Whatever. I think I've got most of the good questions here. Richard Hart needs more vitamin D from the sun. True. I do actually. That is a good idea. I should go out a little bit more. Yes, tip bots like everyone. Yeah, where's the Bitcoin tip bot, bitch? I ain't seen one. Is there a Bitcoin tip bot on Telegram? Because I ain't seen one. I ain't never seen nobody get a Bitcoin tip on Telegram. Not once in my life. Never. 
So maybe maybe there is someone somewhere that has it. I ain't seen it. I've seen people get hex tips on Telegram. I can't even name a popular Telegram uh, for Bitcoin. It's hilarious. Bitcoin, let me tell you how good the Hex Telegram is. There's a list of top uh, Telegram channels in the world, and Hex is like top 50 in the world. And on English, it's top like 25. That's how good the Hex Crypto chat room is. It's like top 25 in the world. Uh, it's Now that depends on what site you're going to to measure it. Um, this is on the site that I found that listed the most Telegram rooms. So... Um, it's a combat list of top telegram groups. And last I looked, Hex was top 25 in English-speaking telegram chats. That's amazing. 38-day-old coin. Amazing. <laughs> the guy I was making fun of earlier asked me, who I will now hide from channel, but... Just before I do that, I'll read his dumb comment. Richard Hart, what about the Adolf Hitler coin that is on your hex address? Are you affiliated with them? <laughs> so what happens is because Etherscan exists, people spam up your wallet with all their shit coins that they just want to like spam your your uh, your address with. So people send like tit coin and Hitler coin and like dumb, all these different dumb coin names to your wallet because it'll like list them as you own them now, because I guess you do own them because people sent them to you. <laughs> so it's, you know, in Bitcoin, you don't really have that because there's just one currency that's kind of supported and you can't see if anyone sent you anything else. So Bitcoin's a lot more boring. There's a lot more exciting shit going on in, uh, in Ethereum. So goodbye, Mr. Mr. Dude, you are now hidden. No one will see you again. All right. Oh, I'm hot. I've enjoyed our chat, everyone. Uh, it has been fabulous. Go to pumpamentals.com. Watch the videos. You can go to go.hex.win. You'll have a 10% bonus if you've already clicked pumpamentals.com in the same window. And then you could see at 7 p.m. EST how much Ethereum came in Adoption Amplifier. Uh, go to that link at the bottom of the site. It takes you to Uniswap. If you go to Uniswap directly uh, and you type hex in the search box, you're not going to find hex. You have to paste the contract address in there or just bookmark the link that's on the site. Uh, over time, that should be fixed. It's on their end. Um, <clears throat> what else? Yeah, 100% uh, uptime. Everything's been running great. Uh, claims are working. Stakes are working. More people are claiming. More people are staking. Uh, everything's going pretty awesome. I think well, there's been new updates that I haven't mentioned to you, um, so I'll just mention them. I can't remember if I did or not. We've got total tabs at the bottom of the columns. You can sort by the columns by clicking up at the top. We've got an alert that lets you know uh, that you need to exit after the lobby closes and, uh, and you know click exit to mint your coins if you want to mint them. You can just delay that. You don't have to do it. But if you did want to mint your coins, you do have to click exit or use your own software and, or use Etherscan, do whatever you're doing. What else do we have that's new? Um, Hex.vision, 
or hex info dot something. There's a hex info site that added some new features. You can actually chart your expiring stakes over time. You could pay someone else's address and chart their expiring stakes over time. That's pretty cool. And then he adds some other features that I can't even remember what they are right now. So you might want to check his site out. It's down at the bottom of those amazing sites that replace the team. So hex data or hex-data.com, hex.vision, hexstat.com, uh, hexinfo.something, can't even remember. Um, what else? Got some people that started up their own YouTube channels just doing hex content. I think uh, Crypto Coffee is one of them. Uh, he makes uh, in-depth long hex videos. This guy uh, named Hex Vision that I don't think is related to Hex Dot Vision the website. I think his his username is just Hex Vision. He's got a YouTube channel. I know Craig and Trayvon make uh, hex videos too, but they also do some. You know, they I think they're promoting this Ponzi that's built on top of Hex, which I don't support because I don't like Ponzi's. But uh, somebody built a Ponzi on top of Hex. And I'm not going to name it because I don't want to promote it. And I think that those guys are promoting it a bit. And I think they've got over 200 million X uh, in their scam or scheme or whatever you want to call it. I don't think Ponzi's are a good use of people's time. Um, but apparently a lot of people do because it's sucking up a lot of hex supply. So what are you going to do? I can tell you not to enter. You're going to lose uh, 24% when you get in. As soon as you enter, if you're using mark-to-market accounting, your cash basis, as soon as you enter is you're down 24%. It's 10% uh, to get in, 10% to get out, 2% dev fee, 2% some other fee. I think there's even 1% another fee. But I think you're like mark to market cash accounting method is that you're down 25% the minute that you enter and you're just hoping to screw over the last guys hard enough to make that 25% back. I don't think that's really a wholesome way to, to spend one's life as getting people into schemes like that. So and then someone promoted some other thing in chat today, which I haven't had a chance to look at. People are building stuff on top of Hex. I'm not sure how much I like uh, it so far. Hopefully some people build some more things that are less gaming, scammy kind of uh, stuff. So I do like that people are building on it because they believe in it. I don't like so much that... Uh, they're building stuff that I don't like, but I guess if other people like it, what? I don't know. I hate Ponzi's. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. It's good talking to you guys. Uh, not sure when I'm doing my next one. I don't have any other uh, talks scheduled. I tell you what I really would like to do. I think that I should make some videos actually showing you how Hex works. Like, hey, here's a uh, take a look at these cool stats, you know? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to actually have some walkthrough videos where I, where I show you how to like actually do some stuff, which I've never done. Like I've never, I guess I did a little bit before launch, but I haven't done since. All right, guys. Good talking to you. Come hang out at hexcrypto, t.me forward slash hexcrypto, twitter.com forward slash Richard Hart win, uh, twitter.com forward slash hexcrypto, you know, come hang out. Uh, we got 7,500, 7,300 members in there. Uh, one of the busiest chat rooms you'll ever jump in. And we've got tons of other chats. We've got like 10 or 15 different Hex chats. Hex trading, Hex charts, Hex memes, Hex, like you name it. We got it. Talk to you later, guys.